Hello, beloved listeners, and welcome to Snake People at the Movies, film criticism by people who actually like film. Join us as we dive into movies we love, movies we respect, and movies we wish we could unsee. It's the podcast where we talk about growing up and living queer, nerdy, and depressed online and at the cinema. From the kids who have really gone to the movies recently, it's Sneeple at the Movies. I'm Ezra. I'm Helena. And I'm Maddie. Uh, so I looked, and we actually did a What We Sneep episode, like, before we went on our hiatus, before it was just me and all this. <laughs> I'm like, alright, you know what? That's fine. Uh, cause I did a count, and I've watched 30 movies recently, not Damn. including the TV I've watched. So, Sick. I think yeah. we need to talk about the we movies have, we've We have, seen. in fact, been sneeping. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Um, I didn't, I think, uh, let me count really quickly. Well, um, when you talked about it last episode, you said you had seen 30, and I imagine that you've seen movies since then, so. Uh, listeners, I have watched way fewer than that, because, uh, <laughs> you want to know what I've been doing, which is the entire time the television has been on, like, any time the TV has been on in my house in the last, like, six weeks, um, it's been an Elder Scrolls game. <laughs> We got, literally right now, I'm shit you not, we've got Morrowind, Oblivion, Skyrim, and Elder Scrolls Online going right now between me and my roommate. Um, <laughs> we've moved to Tamriel. Um, it's, it's, so now we're in three time zones. <laughs> Elder Scrolls Online? Yeah. It's fun. I was gonna say, is it any good? Um, I mean, I'm having a good time. I I think part. it's it's mostly like I I'm gonna be real with you I missed RPG like I missed MMOs because mm-hmm. um, you remember I used to I used to just like turn my brain off and play a bunch of Neverwinter correct um yeah it's kind of scratching that itch for me I had I had been missing MMOs and like I didn't have time to do everybody that I played Destiny with was like too hardcore about Destiny so I couldn't keep up um and then I just like. I like Final Fantasy, but I don't know. It just didn't like scratch that itch for me quite the same way. Yeah, it's a little bit different of a. It's a different RPG than than yeah. uh, Neverwinter. I'm excited to get into the like just go do dungeons with random people and just like not. Yeah, have the thing my... about with Final Fantasy fourteen is you have to unlock all those dungeons before you can do them. But to yeah. do that, you have to play through the story. Yeah, and I think it's one of the best video game stories ever. But that's a lot yeah, of Yeah, I need to, I need to keep investment. doing it because I really like it. But it's also, yeah. yeah, like a big fucking time sink. Yes. Um, and uh, as I say, approximately three to five times a day, um, I need more free time. Mm. Yeah. But uh, nobody is uh, paying me a living wage to podcast yet. So, so here we yeah. are. <laughs> Someday, maybe. I don't know that I'd want to do this as my, like, job, actually. If it got paid as much as I do now, I would. Yeah, but... that's fair. I feel like I would have to work less. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's so. Yeah, it would have you. to be my my job. Yeah. Um, anyway. And currently it's my job I don't get paid for. So. This, this is true. Love having a second job that's a passion project. Um, I don't know what's going on with you guys. I've been getting paid under the table this whole time. 
God Ben! <laughs> it's okay. We we all know why Helena's the favorite, and it's because um uh Ben doesn't have to edit them fucking goofing out of parascience. That's oh, true. I was gonna say I was I did, before you said parascience. I was like, no, no. Uh, well, it's, Maddie it's the, has it's, to. It's, okay. it's the good old oh god, we did a two hour parascience recording again. Whoops. Yeah, but to be fair, the last episode I was like, guys, we got to get back on track, and it was him and you. Oh, yeah. But you're no, my I best know. friend. And I do love him. Also, he is also one of my dearest friends. But it was it was y'all who were distracted. I was oh. like, because I was I was really tired, and I was like, guys, you're like, please, let's, let's get back to it. So he can't yell at me. I was trying to bring it together. And so there's always one of us. The thing about parascience is that one of us has the brain cell and gets shouted down by the other two in chuckle fuck mode. Um, Whereas when one of us has and it the brain is cell, often me. yeah, when one of us has the brain cell on Steeple, we're like listening to that person speak intelligently about movies. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> or you know, uh, or two of us, and the other one is just kind of sitting there, like, like the <laughs> like that's I don't such know, a good about Elder Scrolls. Um, you d- don't don't go. Down there's the nothing. Soul. Yeah, don't worry. Don't about worry. It. <laughs> this, is, this place is not a place of honor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, um, God, where the anyway. fuck do we start? I don't know. I've seen know. 33. You... I mean... By the way. I... <laughs> so, You've seen I what? Guess I've seen 33 movies and then... Some okay. Movies, obviously. Handshake me. Um, yeah. <laughs> good job, not, team. Not cool, I've shabby. seen nine. <laughs> Z, do you want to start? Because you've just seen so much less and we can we can just get through that faster. <laughs> sure. Okay. I figure we should, like, go through the list and, like, I'm just going to stop people and be like, hey, I want to hear about that. Yeah, I figure uh, that's how we, we generally do. do it. I think that's the best way to do it. Okay, so I think I've gone back far enough, um, which is I rewatched Blow Dry, which I'm sure if you have listened to the show, y'all have heard me literally beg people to watch Blow Dry. Um, yes. Do it. It's a masterpiece. Um, I will I will fully die on that hill. Uh, and um, <laughs> watch <laughs> Lair of the White Worm. Which we already talked about. Yeah, which we already talked about. Um, Labyrinth. Uh, Jesus Christ Superstar went to go see the Dungeons and Dragons movie. Um, yep, we sure did. Also went to go see Return of the King extended edition. Uh, fun fact: kids do not sit in the second row on side in an IMAX theater. Um, <laughs> oh, why? Unless Is you know what you're getting into. Um, I think my neck still hurts. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I didn't worth know it was it? an IMAX. That's cool. It was fucking so worth it. Um, uh, National Treasure, uh, Phantom of the Opera, the 25th anniversary of the Royal Albert Hall, uh, and the Great Muppet Caper. I may have seen something else in there somewhere, but I don't remember. I've almost finished the final season of Star Trek Picard. Helena, I'm sorry, we still have two episodes left. Um, um I did also fine. catch that spoiler, because I, you know, oh. why do you look white? Why do you, yeah, well, I should have seen that one coming. Which, um, oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, it's, you know, again, I had that thought when I was watching the finale without spoilers. I was like, this isn't a very good show. Like, objectively, this is not a very good show. But I'm having an emotion, and I'm going to allow myself that. I don't really typically get into a lot of, like, nostalgia-based reboots, and so I am picking and choosing which ones I allow myself to get emotional about. Um, Obviously, this is going to be the one that's going to get me the most emotional, so... I think the thing about Star Trek Picard is that, like... What happened? Yeah, it's kind of all over the place. I thought that the second season was the best one. Maybe, I don't know, maybe I just don't remember it very well. Um, They're not... It's not good, but it's like, if it's... 
it doesn't have to be because that's not what it's there for. Yeah, and it's sometimes like, it's good. I will say, plot, I think what it is is the writing is not. The writing is really, really uneven. It's really yeah. weird. It's like shockingly uneven. But yeah. all of the people on that show are have have been toiling in the genre TV minds for so long that they're all really good at selling subpar dialogue. <laughs> um, and also they're all extremely charismatic. And I imprinted on Star Trek Next Generation at the age of like seven, like a yeah, baby I mean, goose. Yeah. So, so what can you, you do? Know. Um, yeah, for some reason I've convinced myself that I have to wait until I finish my TNG rewatch to start watching Picard, which is not true. No. I've watched TNG and yeah, like know how like, this works. As long as you like know who the characters are, there's I a very lot much of, do. There's a lot of things to love about Star Trek about fucking Star Trek Picard. I don't think any of them are it's like quality as a show. Yeah. Yeah. There have been some very cool things though. You know what happens in Star Trek Nemesis. Right? We gotta hey, you wanna watch Star Trek Nemesis? I unironically sure. enjoy Star Trek Nemesis. Um that's what that's another movie that I saw in theaters as a young child, um, where I was Incredible. like I we 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 rewatched it the past couple of years and I was like, it's not great. It's not the worst Star Trek. I don't think it's. I don't think it's as bad it, as people say it is. It does make me I cry. I think this is not one of the ones that I've seen. Yeah, this okay, one has. Um, it's one of Tom Hardy's be... first roles. Yeah, you're gonna want to watch Star Trek Nemesis before you watch Picard because okay. that's. I have be... not seen really any of the Star Trek movies except for the reboot ones, and I've seen first content. I like any of the movies that I would have seen with one of you two are the ones oh, that I've seen. So well, like, I, I saw first contact with Helena. Yeah. Uh, forever so, ago, I've seen some of them in like in we like went to go see Wrath of Khan. One of them in theaters. Yeah. Yeah. You, you and I went to see Wrath of Khan when they played at the hall. And then I feel like maybe we went back to your house to watch First Contact, but one? I don't know if that's oh, true. Is it Generations? Is that the one with the fucking Nexus cloud or whatever it is? Yeah. Another weird one. That's one of the first ones I ever saw, and I saw that when I was, wow. like, too young to really track what was going on. It was, like, on TV or something. That's I don't know. My first... parents didn't make me go upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first Next Generation movie, right? And it's not I think good. so. Um, no, it's very weird. <laughs> but Kirk is there, and you're like, oh, cool. I don't um, know. Yeah, I mean, Voyage Home is great. Motion Picture, I think, is is underrated. Um, Search yeah. for Spock is fucking bananas, but worth watching because of is that the is. one that has the whales? Voyage, Voyage Home, Home is the one the with the whales. Okay, Voyage Home, I think, is delightful. Um, um, <laughs> Search for Spock is the one where like that, that I've never seen it, but it, it's yeah, it's where yeah, it's where yeah, it's where Spock's like it's crazy. He's like yeah. he's like Rene- he's doing the Renesme thing where he's like. <laughs> like regenerating at like abnormal speed. He's like he like you know yeah. He's like growing why up it, really quickly. Yeah, on but this like planet. why are we calling it that? Because that's what she because does. that's what she does. I, could, I haven't seen the last two Twilight movies yet. I can think of. Well, I haven't I, seen the last one, but I've read the book, baby, and I know what I've read. All those, but yeah, I read all those. The books. first one. I saw one, <laughs> I, the first one of, like, one of the two partners in theaters with my cousin and his friends, and he and I were sitting there like, hey man, this is garbage, and all of his female friends, who at the time were teenagers, and I was, like, 19 or 20, they were all like, 
screaming their head off, we love Twilight. And I had already grown out of my Twilight face at the time, and therefore was like... And at one of my birthday parties many years ago, the group was like, we gotta watch the first Twilight movie, it's bad. And I was like, I can't do this. I can't make it through this. It's my birthday. I don't want to watch this. Can we please watch yeah. something else? The thing about the Twilight movies is that revisiting them as an adult, as I think I may have talked about on this show, is that the first one's like, weirdly, I kind of like it. It's I couldn't okay. do it. No, I couldn't that's totally make it through fair. the beginning. No, I respect it. I might it, get I mean, like more. Let me rephrase that. It's bad, but like, it's not like trash. No, on the it's, level and of, it's like, like New Moon. Honestly, I'm going to be like, it's kind of. I find it interesting as, like, an artifact of a specific era, and also of, like, they took a chance on having, like, a woman who primarily did indie movies direct it, and I find it kind of charming. Um, well, I also have the also... advantage of watching it with someone who, like, unironically loves it, in a, like, in a, not, like, in a weird way, not, like, in a, like, I never grew up kind of a way, but in a, like... I think this is like this makes me happy and I don't care what people think about it. That's fair. So that did color my experience of it. They get worse. Yeah. Eclipse yes. Eclipse is just like unwatchably bad. I think that's the one I saw in theaters. Wow. I don't remember literally anything about it. I just remember like they what spend a lot of time on a mountain book, and I just keep being like you can let much. him put a shirt on. No. He's just like, yeah, what, what's what what's his face is just, I mean, he really Jacob. is shirtless all the time. Yeah, I went to see, we'll get back to Star Trek. He's about like moment. 17, which makes me uncomfy to watch. Jamie and I went to see New Moon at a Movies in the Park situation um, many, many years ago. And I was really tired. And Jamie had gone off at some point to look for the bathroom and was gone for ages. So I was just like lying there in the grass looking up at the stars by myself, kind of like listening to the movie. And I swear to God, I like looked up at the screen and then I looked away for a second and I looked back and Jacob had no shirt. I was like, he had a shirt, looked away. Where gone. did it go? Where'd it go? It vanished. I don't know. But all of a sudden everybody was like screaming and I was like, no. It's very weird to watch those movies when you are, obviously that, that actor is frozen at an age and is like supposed to be a symbol, like a, an object of desire. And you're sitting here and you're 30 and you're like, uh, <laughs> this movie really wants me to want to like make out with this guy and I'm looking at him but I'm like you're a fetus Never yeah you're type. a baby um, even as someone worry, who was like a Jacob girl I'm like I can't do that can't do no, this it's anymore don't, don't worry guys they're rebooting it and they're making a series out of it so I'm uh, gonna we'll to see, oh that's uh, right I forgot about I'm this gonna walk into the, I'm gonna walk into the Puget Sound and never return I'm sorry guys <laughs> you're gonna have to carry on without me um Anyway, also, uh, as anyway. specific Northwesterners, I feel like, especially you, Ezra, as someone from Washington, there is oh, like an additional level of suffering. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I have a friend happens, who grew up um, really close to Forks. Oh, um, wild! And and she is just one is a lesbian, and two is just like I I just it's just miserable. Understandable. It's oh, just God. miserable, and I'm like I'm so sorry, <laughs> so sorry, pumpkin. Because oh. like, that's what happens uh, in um, Search for Spock, uh, is that. So It's Twilight. Okay. I cannot believe you cursed me with this information. No, Not even no. this information, like I knew that, but this this analogy, let's go with that. Well, I mean, um, and they recast Savick, and they did all this stuff, and there's like some weird Klingon racism, and you're like, oh, don't know if I like this stuff, and then, mm. but then there's like all that sh- the shit at the end that's really good, and then, in, you know. But yeah, and then yeah. Twilight, anyway. 
Anyway, cool. I don't <laughs> so anyway, I, I should watch some of the Star Trek movies before I yeah get into Picard. Definitely that watch Nemesis before you watch Great. Picard. Yeah, we'll watch Great. Nemesis with you okay. too if you want. If you need a buddy, yeah, I will definitely Perfect. watch Nemesis. Sounds good. I yeah, don't hate that movie. That was the first. We need Star a staple movie night that is not one of the ones. For yeah. the fan server, that's just the three of us hanging out watching. Movies, we need so. we need to gatekeep the Sneeple movie night. <laughs> I don't think we can convince the Infinity Break fans no. to watch Star Trek. Let Nemesis me rephrase anyway. that. We're, we're not gatekeeping oh. it. We're we're saving you from having to watch Star Trek. Nemesis with us. We can test them. People need to be tested. I'm sorry. <laughs> need to try hard. If you really love us, you'll watch Star Trek Nemesis. People need to expand their horizons. And if they don't want to watch Star Trek Nemesis, it's like, okay, we'll want to watch Star Trek the motion picture, then we'll start at the very beginning. We're gonna watch every single Star Trek movie and you're gonna fucking be We're lock we're locking the doors. Welcome to my <laughs> you're gonna house. watch all the I bad make ones. The rules. Yes, I make the rules in my own Helena, house. Helen Helena's not trapped it. in us Helena's not trapped in here with us. We're I've trapped had in here with it Helena. With these wimps. Anyway, what? Um, yeah, the important. I mean, that's thing, been true forever. Yeah. The, the important, How many movies the have I been that, sat um, down for and been like, "Shut yeah. up, we're watching this," and I've been like, "All right." Yeah. <laughs> it's it's even if I don't end up liking it, I trust that Helena is trying to communicate something to me by making me watch it. So you know. Yeah, there's a reason. There's always a reason. Helena, this is your love language. I know this about you. Yeah. Yeah. Like when I was over at, we'll get into this when we get into my What We Sneak, but when I was over at Maddie's and we watched one movie and then Maddie went to go make coffee and I, in the other room, I was like already with the remote, was like, do you know what other movie is really short? <laughs> this movie that I'm putting on right now <laughs> and making you watch again. Incredible. Um, um, I'm trying to think about what else I want to talk about. Oh, um, this was an interesting one. I also, so the night we watched um, Labyrinth and um, fucking Jesus, Jesus Christ, Christ Superstar back to back on Easter. Wow. Um, which was. Quite an Easter experience. Yeah, that was, that was surreal. Um, which uh, we watched Labyrinth after I got uh, like. Almost everybody there had not seen at least yeah. one of those movies except for Leia, who was the yeah. only person who had seen both of them. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> like, and Leia, I think that says something. I loved it. I love that Leia is the center of that Venn diagram. Uh, my roommate and I watched National Treasure again because um, yes. we needed to experience Sean Bean in something where he doesn't die horribly because he's one of the, he's like the main NPC in fucking Oblivion, mm. which made me cry. Um, please Patrick kill Stewart me. Patrick Stewart is there. Patrick Stewart is, yeah, Sean Bean playing he Patrick dies, Stewart's though. kid. Yeah. <laughs> um... Anyway, Oblivion's an unbelievable They spent all of their budget movie. on those, too. Yeah. That's not fair. Yeah. No, Oblivion's, Oblivion's pretty good. I, I have really fallen in love with Oblivion. I think Obliv I like Oblivion more than I like uh, Skyrim. I find I it more, it, like, interesting. I think Oblivion think, is a yeah. better game. Because like, it has a stronger, like, through, where Skyrim oh, is just kind of stronger. like, do whatever you want, and that's just not the kind of thing I like in an RPG. So it has a stronger plot. Line. I have a weird soft spot for Skyrim. I have a bigger soft spot for Skyrim, but I think Oblivion is the superior video game. Yes. You've played a lot of Skyrim. I've watched you play a lot of Skyrim. I have played an unhinged quantity of Skyrim. Uh, Helena, you were trying to say something for a second so there before sorry. I started talking about Oblivion. I just have a theoretical question. Do you think yeah. that Sean Bean's character in National Treasure got off? 
I mean, when they I know they tried out of to jail, him put him in jail. Yeah. Oh, kind of that is not what I, I, I needed to clarify that you meant got off as in getting out of jail, not like. Well, I mean, I assume he got off. I mean, I just the other got off. I assumed that that was just happening. You saw his thing with because, so, like, now the, I'm the, thinking the about the other it. guy, right? Shaw in that movie. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. Shaw's dead yeah. now, though, of course. So that's not happening anymore. I mean, obviously, he but... he was he fucked multiple people in that movie. Yeah, um, he did literally and figuratively. Yes, including Nick Cage. So yeah, that was my question. Um, I was like, just thinking to myself, it's like we never really see did, or hear. Did he get out of jail? Happened. Yeah, we never yeah. see him again. I think so. He's got enough oh, yeah. money. That there's no way he got. And also, like everything about that is he didn't so bananas. kill anybody. No. I don't think. Well, I mean, people died, but I don't think that they like have. they didn't pin him. Attempted they, murder. The re- with, with yeah, he but blew them up in the. Yeah, I don't think that. I think that what he got pinned with is enough that I think he probably could have bought his way, or like he spent a couple years in jail, and then I, bought his way out. I think there's enough Freemasons and the FBI and the, and everything that they like fucked him figuratively. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just feel like he would have come back for revenge by now. Now I'm thinking of National Treasure lore. I can't believe that that's a sentence that you just said. Um, you can't believe that's a sentence that I just said? No. I, I can't, can't believe it's Are a sentence. No, okay, fair. If anyone was gonna say that sentence, I would believe it from you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> National Treasure, <laughs> I think one of the funniest things about National Treasure now is how, like, at the time, the, like, cool tech stuff seemed very, like, cutting edge. <laughs> and now it's very, very, like, haha. <laughs> Yeah, I just yes. what like, cracks me up about you know like a middle schooler could do that. Yeah, like Riley's whole thing. The thing that that cracks me up that connecting I think something that happens in the show and then something in the first movie is that they try they do that whole scheme with the invisible ink or the whatever to get the password, the which, which ends up being the lemon juice. Thank you, which ends up being and the porch and yeah. um. He's like, I have an anagram machine and put the anagrams and then there's all of these awful anagrams that make no sense. And he's reading them off and it's like the a- most anti Oh, you're ASMR. talking about when he's trying to, in the actual museum. Oh, sorry, her, yeah, keys. when she's trying her, to get yeah. her password. Where they've discovered what yeah. keys that, that she yeah. tapped. And he's like, yeah, and all these anagrams and Nick Cage is like, it's none of those stupid things that you're saying. It's Valley Forge. And then I think in the second movie Me or in the yeah. show, they like Meet Riley again. He's like, "Oh, it's anagrams. I'm really good with anagrams." I was, listening, I was like, "No, you're not. You're not good. You're with very, anagrams. very bad." At and that must be the TV show. You're explicitly bad with anagrams. That was like a whole thing that happened. So that was, there was a whole joke up. there. Yeah, I, that we got to that scene, and I just like looked at Kaya, and I was like, "Wow, password <laughs> complexity standards." <laughs> um. It's really fun to watch just one of the Lord of the Rings movies, like, not when you are making an entire day out of it. Um, I hadn't done that in a really long time. Um, yeah. They stand alone so well, They also. do. They just really um, do stand alone incredibly well. I also, saw... it is really hard to watch all of Return of the King without a break to pee at the disc break. Yeah. <laughs> um, I watched Return of the King in theaters many years ago, because uh, I watched... Uh, Fellowship and Two Towers, and I thought I was going to watch all three in a row, but I, like, bought my tickets weird. And thankfully, I had bought my Return of the King ticket before I had to go to work, but I bought it, like, right before I had to go to work, where I had to dip out of the theater and, like, speed to work after having sobbed. I counted. I cried 
12 times in that movie theater. Uh, and I showed up to work looking a fucking mess. And my coworkers were like, hey, man, are you all right? And I was like, yeah, I just saw Return of the King. And they were like, <laughs> okay, fair enough. Are you, all right. Whatever you now, say, nerd. I don't want to brag, but my record for Return of the King is 16. Fair. Different times. Fair. But seeing it in a theater really makes, seeing it on a big screen, like, makes yeah. a difference. It does. Yeah. How and I saw, I saw Return of the King when it came out, but not yeah. the, like, this was the yeah. extended. Yeah, and I, like, this, this was, like, the there were a ton of people there, and people were, like, cheering and everything, you know? It was just, like, I was, like, oh, man, I love the movies, and also, like, I love nerds. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the fun thing about me watching Return of the King this time is that even more things made me cry because my whole brain is the Silmarillion right now. Like, <laughs> I cried when the Eagles showed up. It didn't have anything to do with what was happening in the movie. That was a Silmarillion thing. <laughs> yep. I will see I myself out. And I love that for you. And I yeah. love that for us. Um, I need more people to read the Silmarillion because Ben's the only one and I can't talk to him about Silmarillion shipping. I mean, I can try, Fair. but I've, I've, I probably I've, shouldn't. <laughs> some, someday I will, I promise. It's just every time I try, I'm like, oh, this is so yeah, dense. It's, as it someone is. who's read a lot of, like, really, de- like, as someone who, like, has read the Odyssey more than once, like, has read, like, classics that it's are like dense. different dense. It's different. And um, I'm just like, yeah. Uh, it's not in verse. <laughs> for when, not, not verse, just not, no. It's poetic. yeah. Form. It's different. It's 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 whole. It's a whole bastard. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I don't know. Did we talk about the D and D movie? I feel like we talked about. The I D&D don't think movie. we did. Did we not we talk didn't. about the D and D movie? Oh, I didn't see no. it. I also want to talk briefly about the D movie with. Fuck I've talked about it with a couple guys. people, but we have not talked about it here. I do also want to talk about uh, Jesus Christ Superstar at one point because yes. I've never seen it and I never listened to the album before. Oh, so that, this was an entirely new experience. Because yeah. let's talk about I Jesus Christ Superstar. I was completely unfamiliar with Jesus Christ That's Superstar, so other than funny. knowing that, like, I have a couple friends who are really into it, uh, and I was like, I don't know anything about this. That is, I yeah. cannot conceive of what seeing that movie was like then. Even as somebody who obviously is, like, a musicals <laughs> guy and knows a lot about musicals and, like, grew up with actors or whatever, that just wasn't anything. Like, my dad did uh, Godspell, and I always associate, because Godspell's the one I'm familiar with, and therefore, yeah. like, and it's also Jesus, I also is always associate this with Godspell, and then I'm like, oh, no, it's not Godspell. Um, Wrong one, sorry. I always am just, like, just Joseph the Technicolor Dreamcoat, Godspell, Okay, yep. so if if Godspell is like I'm also not familiar with Joseph and, and the, uh, Joseph and Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat is like boxed wine. Um, uh-huh. Jesus Christ Superstar is acid. Yeah, musically, I don't know if that's accurate. Maybe not. I don't know. It's a different drug, though. The plot is. It is a different drug. I just don't think Jesus Christ Superstar is really. It's I think maybe Godspell is acid. This. I feel like Godspell is so much more like. I do think Godspell is way more like pared <laughs> down, but I I don't think that like what they did with the story, like this particular story, mm. okay, is like out of. It's like not crazy. Right? It's not or super out of movie. pocket. That's right. I've also no, I mean, I've never pretty... seen this adaptation either. I've never seen the movie. I've only listened to the album. It's bizarre. So. It's yeah. Fun. That's what I've heard. 
Yeah, it's just like my dad was like, it's not worth. It. I think, I think maybe not acid, maybe a different something. It's a party drug where it's very like amped. It's Molly in comparison to like it's it's just the. This is my experience of this is also colored by my experience of listening to this shit as like a twelve year old, um, and just being like, there is a lot of screaming in this. Yeah, because the 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 original Broadway cast has like like you know like there's some screaming or like not mm. screaming screaming but like rock star screaming mm. in the movie. It's like twenty five to f- like thirty percent more screaming. Yeah, I'd I'd buy also, it as MDMA. Um, yeah, okay, that's fair. I just it's not really no Tommy would be acid. That's like actual. I, I just don't think that Jesus Christ Superstar is that trippy. Like mm, that's yeah, There's no. A lot of you're, I, I retract my statement. Right, but it's I I don't think it's like though. a hallucinogenic. I feel no. like it's being like way too drunk and on the verge of being crossfaded, and you're like <laughs> the only one that's this drunk at the party. Yeah, and damn, <laughs> it's like how drunk I was at a Thanksgiving like, or whatever. Like, yeah. all those years ago, because I never get super drunk, but I was at my own house, so I got twisted, and people still bring up how drunk I was. Like, that's, that's what fair. it is. Uh, that's legit. I, like, Cry. I... <laughs> so embarrassing. ...was trying to process, as, as me, as, like, a 12-year-old, trying to, like, process my, like, teenage angst shit when my music collection was mostly made up of, like, Broadway cast albums. Mm, mood. I don't even really like Jesus Christ Superstar as, like, a whole show that much. It just doesn't really do it for me. I have listened to specifically The Garden of Gethsemane, like, an uh, just a fucked number of times. It's a great song. <laughs> I, I was yeah, there's some really this, good songs. The music is great. I was thinking about this the other day, because, like, I have a lot of these experiences where I'm really into musicals, but I haven't... And I've seen quite a few of them, but there's a lot of musicals where my experience with them is solely through the music. I've never actually yeah, seen a production that's of fair. it. Me too. Me so too. I have a hard time being like, this is the best musical ever. Because I'm like, well, I've only seen, I've only listened to it. And so I don't yeah. know how it works as a show. My dad has seen Jesus Christ Superstar. My dad obviously passed on his love for Jesus Christ Superstar to me. I was thinking fair. about this while we were watching Phantom because I was comparing Andrew Lloyd Webber musicals. And I was, and I had always thought that I liked JCS more, but I was like, as a show, Phantom just works beyond. All three of us so just shook better. our heads. Yeah, we're like, just like, no. and like made a face. Phantom no. is, if Phantom is. I'm sorry, Phantom is like head and shoulders the best Andrew Lloyd Webber musical. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it just works so well, unfortunately. <laughs> and I am dead. someone who likes cats, and I will go to hell for that. Oh, but, yes, you will. Um, my, but like, my, my review, and that's fine. I don't like, I've not seen the movie. I will not no. see the movie. It's, it's a crime. No, the fine. movie oh, is a crime. The musical yeah. is like, Tom Hooper's existence to direct. Yeah, once again, the fact that Tom Hooper has a career is the crime here. <laughs> right. The log line. Um, meet me the in the pit, Tom Hooper. Yeah. Um... But I think Phantom is still like, like Phantom's show. good. Phantom's good. legitimately uh, good. And I had also never seen a production of of Phantom either. So this I'd only ever seen that the Garbo so two thousand four yeah. movie or whatever. So it was really nice to. And I've listened to that specific album. That's the one I listened to when I listened to Phantom. Yeah. So it was really nice to see it staged. Yeah, and to see yes. like all of that music Delightful. that I've heard so many times and see like what's actually happening. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, and the fun really, thing about really Phantom delightful. is that so much of it is music. There's very yeah. little unscored it's one dialogue of those... in, in... Yeah. 
It's one of those musicals that you can listen to the album and know exactly what's happening. You're not missing anything. Especially that album, because they keep so yes. much of it in. Yeah. I was thinking, like, I prefer sometimes for watching it, I like to, I would like to watch, I like to watch that version. For listening, sometimes I prefer the original Broadway, just because of the recording sound, yeah. and also it's Michael really Crawford. Good. Um, but, but, but there's some it stuff that doesn't, doesn't make it in, you know? Um, yeah. so there's like that. I, I also would think that like the overture sounds slightly better, uh, just audibly, uh, in the Royal Albert Hall one, because it's like, well, they I mean, go, yeah, they it's go like crazy. A, how many, ma- how many piece orchestra? <laughs> yeah. You know. It was just like, it's absurd. It and I was like, oh, this is too quiet. And then I listened to the yeah. Royal Albert Hall version. I was like, yes, this is fucking so the, yeah, the, the thing about the, the Royal Albert Hall version is that that is a, that is the version of Phantom for, it's like, all right. Every single person in this room is like rabid about this musical, and we mm-hmm. know it, and it's we feel fucking amazing about it. Yeah, um, I feel like an important thing to note about uh, watching that version of Phantom was that um, Earl Carpenter plays the auctioneer, and he popped up on screen. And I went, "Hey, I think that's Earl Carpenter." <laughs> You're like, "Who's that we guy? Like, Who's that what guy?" Does that mean? <laughs> oh my god, he looks like that guy who plays Javert in this one production that I've seen yeah. of Play Miz, and we were like, yeah. "I was like looking it up, and I was like." That's him. I don't know what yeah. to tell you. You got a, literally a fucking millisecond. Yeah, of this like guy saw his face and You're like the IMDb for musicals. So funny. it's very weird. Anyway, let's let's we can talk about the D and D movie when somebody else hits it. I don't know. I feel like I haven't seen that many movies. We're taking up too much time. I I mean that's fine. Um, I I love Labyrinth and the Great La- Buffalo Caper Banks. Um, the, the great Muppet Caper Bangs. Um, I Charles Grodin in that movie is a little bit too attractive. He, like, to me. Uh, uh, hello, no, agreed. Know. And also, like, role of a lifetime. Like that. Yeah. I want to do that. How do Iconic. I do that? He's very funny. He's so he's good. so funny. <laughs> he just God, Diana Rigg in that movie is just like. Uh. Also, a sutter. Also very funny. Yeah. Oh, I love I people in Muppet movies who, like, know they're in Muppet movies and are fully and 100% committed to, like, I'm in a Muppet movie and I'm gonna go full throttle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, thank you. That's what you have to do. Public service. Yeah. But they told that's Charles not what Gordon, you're doing, like, that's your one thing, besides this other thing that you're doing in this movie, is that you have to fall in love with Miss Piggy. And it's like, okay. How He's do like, you, got I mean, it. Easy. Got it. I mean, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna sell it. I mean, let's believe He's like, it. How do you not fall in love with Miss Piggy? I understand. Life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the like when he sees her and he's he says something about her he says like a one line thing and I was like oh he's in love with her yeah yeah that's hilarious <laughs> I also and am he so obsessed with his um three three um his three weed smoking girlfriends yes who, <laughs> the models who the, steal the, the fucking, diamonds the, yeah, with the, him the, 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 the like cat the color model trio yeah. <laughs> so funny who are all so stunning also yeah you're just like and they don't have a lot to hello. say but like you know exactly what their bit is too they're yeah. also doing a great job everybody in that movie is really just pulling out all of the stops yeah we were going to watch lair of the white worm for this people movie night last night and then we got half an hour in and no one else showed up and we were like what if we just watched the muppets so yeah. we watched <laughs> that's why we watched yeah. that instead um and i love obviously lair of the white worm because we did a whole episode about it but i'm like God, I love the Muppets. Muppets good. Muppets are good. We All also right. watched the Vincent Price uh, Muppets episode, which yes. like King love iconic. Him. Yeah, God, he's so good. Absolutely. All right, so, so, somebody, somebody else take the floor who's seen uh, less garbage than I have. 
How long do you want to go? You want me to go? Because I've seen slightly less than you, so we can do going um, up or whatever you want to do. You can go. You can go. All right. Uh, okay. So I have seen, uh, I watched, I don't know if there's been a remake of this, but I feel like in my gut there has been. I watched Escape from New York. Um, mm. I, I watched the 98 Parent Trap. Uh, I watched <gasps> Ice Princess, which is a 2005 Disney movie. I really had a Disney uh, Li- live action phase. or uh, live action. Live action. Michelle Trachtenberg, oh, okay. I believe. Yes. Yep. Oh, yes. I have not heard of this one. It's I'll about it yeah. It's odd. It's one of the only like Disney like girl teen movies on Disney Plus. Uh, she gets into ice skating, um, and I like I love ice skating. Yay. Uh, I watched uh, The Princess Diaries. I just had a phase where I was like, I'm just gonna watch, like, all the, like, girl movies they have on Disney+. Plus. I, uh, rewatched You've Got Mail, which I hadn't seen in a really long time. I watched the 2005 Pride and Prejudice. Uh, I watched the Ghibli movie The Wind Rises, which I did cry over, and also I love planes. Um. I haven't, I'd never seen that one. I'd really like to. It's, it's really good. Uh. Yeah, I, I didn't realize, I thought that this was the case, but I didn't realize that it was actually, like, a historical retelling of somebody's life. Oh, um, I didn't which know Which I'm that. sure it was not, like, fully accurate, but, like, oh, yeah. was, was really Inspired sweet by. and really charming. Romantic interpretation. Can I yeah. pause you for a second? Can yes. we, okay, am I making shit up, or is You've Got Mail adapted from the same source material as She Loves Me? Yes, is that correct. also Shop Around the Corner? Okay, correct. thank you. Because, yep. fun fact, I've never seen You've Got Mail. You got I really good. like it. I yeah. no, I'm sure. It's I'm, not as I'm good sure as I will love it because for me personally, but fair. But Chaperon the Corner is not a masterpiece. I don't know anything about uh, that. I have not um, seen it. Chaperon so. the Corner is Jimmy Stewart instead of Tom Hanks, so it's a little bit it's a little uh, slightly. So like, there's no way it can't me. win. Yeah, uh, you know, um, you've got mail. I feel like is one of the movies I watched with my mom when I was a kid. So that's like the the connection I have. <sighs> it's good. Uh, Parker Posey's in it too, which is like. Oh, I love Parker Posey. You can, you can, nothing can go wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway. Um, thank you. And there's something very charming about them. Like, the, like, I don't know you, I like, but we're, like, in real life we have beef, but the, I feel like I use like, the, the, like, in love over email. The, like, typing, the, like, really dramatic, like, typing, like, send gif. The gif, like, yeah. Like, that, that is, like, the of number Tom of Hanks. times that I'm trying to, like, communicate that to people, and I know that they don't know what I'm talking about, and I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> yes. Please. Um, <laughs> but I also love, I, I don't know if, I think I watched that one by myself, but I was thinking at the time that I, I missed the era of romantic comedies where guys like Tom Hanks could play the male lead. Mm-hmm. And that's just not true anymore. Tom Hanks, <laughs> a handsome man who, like, looks like a also normal looks like a man. Yeah. yeah. Stop um, growing them in vats. I know. They and all look. I can't keep. I can't tell them apart. No. Uh, and he's he's charming. He's funny. I like him. Um, <clears throat> I watched uh, Scream twenty twenty two, which I think is Scream five. Um, it's so stupid they don't call it Scream five. I know, and I complained to Helena about it, about the movie overall. Uh, <laughs> That's not I, I watched... only complained about that movie. Anyway, um, anyway, and then I I double featured it with Saw three, and I was like, now this is a horror movie. <laughs> it was mid. The Saw movies get worse as they go. Like I like if you want to watch a Saw movie, just watch Saw one. <laughs> yeah. If and it's also like not as gory or gross as any of the other ones. As I think it is, it is just it, like it's scary, right? But it's more mm-hmm. of like a the thriller scary and 
someone loses a foot at one point, but you can know when it's coming and you can look away and not have to watch it. That's like the goriest yeah. thing that happens. Um, and the, I'm watching them as like a, I, someone in this friend group has to watch Saw and it's going to be me. No one does, but I've made that commitment. And I just keep watching them. I'm like, God, these are just getting worse as they go along. Oh, well. Anyway. <laughs> I rewatched The Princess Bride because sometimes you just really have to do that. Yeah. Uh, saw John Wick 4 in theaters. I did cry at the end. I love John Wick. I love the John Wick movies. They're I good. I haven't seen that yet. And I watched it before. Ooh, I should see if it's still in theaters. I think it's I mean, still probably. Is. That would not surprise me. Well, it's, it was Renfield. a pretty big release. Pardon? I, I want to see Renfield. <laughs> I do want to see Renfield. I'm waiting to see kind of, I'm like, I think either this movie's going to be like very fun or it's going to be like real bad. And I, I'm like, I don't know. I have a feeling I'm hoping for I'm goofy. sad. I'm hoping like goofy, but fun. I don't think it's going to be good, but oh, I'm hoping yeah. like fun. So yeah. we'll see. Um, uh, Lair of the White Worm, obviously we talked about. I want that watch Pitch Black again, because we did that for a staple movie night. Um, I can't watch that movie for a while, because I've watched it too many times recently. I'm like, I've seen this movie. I like this movie, and I've seen it too much. Um, yeah. Watched The Social Network with Elna and Leia. Um, so, I love you guys so much. Um, yep. I'm so glad I never had a... I'm so glad I never had a social network phase. This is my sin. This is one of my many I'm sins. I'm still this in my, my social curse. network phase, apparently. I was watching that and I was like, oh yeah. Like, yeah, I was like, I think my review is like, why am I having emotions about the Facebook movie? <laughs> because it's emotional. It because is, it is. I, it. There's a a video that you and I watched, Helena, that you showed me, and I, I think I shared yes. it with the group chat. That's the the social network ten years later. Mm-hmm. Um, that I was like, this is really interesting, and this is like, I think, an interesting review of the movie because hmm. it's like it's like embarrassing to like the social network. And I'm like, no, actually, I think this movie is like good. It's good. Um, I think worth like discussing a bad as a movie. No, but like, it was embarrassing to like the social network online for a while there because like That's the fair. fandom yeah. was nuts, and it was about well, the Facebook yeah. movie. And I'm like, you know what? No, I'm coming back around to being like, I think The Social Network is a good movie and I'm not going to be ashamed for liking it. We've all enjoyed things that had absolutely bug nuts fandoms. True. Yes. Many things. Sometimes you just have to accept that uh, that's outside of your control. Yep. It is kind of crazy how like every single second of that movie has been gift. Like every True. single It's like second. supernatural. Yeah. I was watching it and I was like, I remember seeing this. Like, this it's been years since I've seen it. And it's like, wow, every single second, yeah. huh? It's crazy. Like, I really have, yeah, it's at one point in, or another in the intervening <laughs> years, I have seen every frame of this movie on my Tumblr dash. Yeah. <laughs> also, how, like, so, so much of that movie is quotable. Baby. Yeah. Um, <laughs> happy 13 yeah. years to the social network old enough to have its bar mitzvah. Yay! <laughs> Fuck me. Um, anyway, yeah, time marches on. <laughs> that's, that's right. What we we're celebrating, actually. Uh, I still think it should have beat wow. King's Speech for Best Picture. I can't remember what else was. I agree. That year Literally anything but... should have beat King's Speech for Best Picture. <laughs> yeah, I saw that in theaters. I still don't remember anything about that movie. Um, I've seen that, that movie multiple times. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember what else was. Jeffrey was Rush that does year, a good job, but. Inception. So there were some there were some bangers up that year. Yeah. 2010. 
continue. Anyway, anyway I will... I'll, I'll continue while you're doing that. Uh, Helen and I watched uh, a double feature of the original <laughs> Evil Dead and Return of the Living Dead, which, like, <laughs> um, a hit. Like, what else could oh, you yeah. want? Uh, I love the original Evil Dead. That's my wife. Uh, and Return of the Living Dead bent. <laughs> that movie was so good. I had such a great time. I'm so glad. I yeah. like that we balanced it by watching one movie that I hadn't seen and one movie that you hadn't seen. So we were both just yeah. Like, so it all worked out. That was different. the that was it was perfect. Always, I like doing yeah. that. That's always a good vibe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was what was fun about watching um, Labyrinth of Jesus Christ Superstar. Is we showed Ben <laughs> a movie he had never seen, and he showed yeah. us a movie we had never seen. Yeah. God, that made um, me want to get into contact. He'd never seen Labyrinth before. He had never seen Labyrinth. He had before. never seen Labyrinth, which is like surprising. That seems like ben, such a Ben, ben movie, yeah, right? Ben puppets guy. It literally Hamlin. is like a jet. And yeah, who loves David Bowie? Like we yeah. were like, yeah. you've never seen Labyrinth, and he was like, no, I just never got around. Which is fair. There's so many yeah. movies that I say, and people are like, what? I'm like, I just never got around to it. Leave me alone. So like, I'm not avoiding it. <laughs> no, he wasn't avoiding. And he uh, he saw it. And he was like. He loved it. He was like, that movie was really good. I had a really great time. And I'm like, I'm glad we could be there for your first Labyrinth viewing. Him but. him witnessing the fucking MC Escher-ass castle for the first time was just like, God, I love, I love when you show somebody a movie and you think, okay, this person is going to go apeshit for this movie, but you're never sure, you know, because like anything could happen. And yep. then they like go apeshit for that movie. And you're just like, yes. Nailed it. Perfect. Yeah. That's what we heard. Like that was only the second time I'd ever seen that movie, too. So, like, I haven't seen Labyrinth very much. I haven't really... seen it in years. Yeah, that was what I didn't see until I was an adult. I didn't watch that as a kid for what, not a particular reason. I just, you know, didn't. That was one of my go-to rentals, uh, blockbuster Hollywood video. Fair. It's okay, Helena. We know why you are the way you are. I <laughs> it's that and Scooby-Doo and the witches, unfortunately. So I yep. want you know. personality. Yep. Um... <laughs> I experienced that kind of situation when I was watching I re- what I rented and made my dad watch with me, which I didn't need to do, uh, Muppet Treasure Island for the first time when I was <laughs> an adult from Movie uh-huh. Madness. And I was like, how did I not watch yeah, this Yeah, that's another one I that I didn't see until I was an adult. And I was like, this is such a... Crazy. This is such a baby Maddie movie. What the shit? Yeah. It's like, that would have been my entire... I didn't really see any Muppet movies when I was a kid, though. So, no, and that's like I. a... Like, I loved the Muppets, but I wasn't, like, a Muppet kid. Yeah. So. Alas. Um, yeah. I watched uh, Star Trek First Contact on First Contact Day. Happy Yay! holidays. Happy First Contact um, Day. We watched uh, Prince of Egypt for Passover, which, like, like my status if you cry every time. Um <laughs> <clears throat> we a bunch of us went to go see Honor Among Thieves, which Z was talking about. Um, I really liked that movie. I really I was not sure if it was going to be like Garbo, if it was going to be fun. I had a really good time. The practical effects were were really cool. Um, I think Chris Pine just sells everything he does. Oh, I think he's, he's just, just like so I'm just going to go. It's like fucked like, up. Yeah, and he was so hot. The acting I thought was actually like everyone was really just like going for it. They're like, yeah. I'm in the D and D movie. I'm going to be in the D and D movie. Yeah, I, um, I, Hugh Grant is so hot as a villain every I time. Know, right? He's <laughs> so. just I'm like angry about how hot he is. Mm-hmm. I got I just rem- remembered that he was in that. I was like, <sighs> yeah. He wears a lot of flowy white shirts and shit. And he I'm and Chris like, Pine Hello. fucked for sure. Oh, like, their characters fucked absolutely nasty. Fucked. I think at the beginning of the movie, I like turned to you and you I was like, they 100% fucked, right? leaned over to me and went, they fucked. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I think I was like, they fucked nasty. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, you, you <laughs> um, did. And I was like, ah, I'm so glad that Maddie's my best friend in the whole world. Yeah. And um, you were the only one sitting next to me, so you had uh, to suffer all of my I mean, dumb shit. Maddie, the, the Displacer Beast showed up and I leaned over you and went, ooh, a Displacer Beast! <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah! Uh, this movie, I think it was like, the as we were leaving, the one of the guys who was like cleaning up was like, what did you guys think? Because we stayed to like watch the credits yeah um and he was like what did you think is like if i don't like dnds it's so worth it watching and i was like yeah i think so i think there's some stuff that you're gonna miss right yeah because they clearly put some stuff in there for like D people but i think it's still like gonna be enjoyable my mom also asked that and i was like no i think it's, it's like it's not beholden to D. no it's 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 it is a fantasy movie like it's it's a fun fantasy movie that like if you, you get extra stuff out of yeah. if you're into D and D, but the the like I play D and D filter over it, I think probably enhances it, but it's not like it's unwatched. Like I think it's probably no. fun, perfectly fun on its own. Yeah, agreed. I want to watch it again. <laughs> oh, I'm buying that shit on DVD. I'm not. Yeah, I'm agreed. like not even gonna. Lie. That's gonna be I'm a good like. DVD. I want to just hang out at home and like drink a glass of wine and just like watch the D and D movie. Yeah, just um, chill. Fancy. Somebody, I don't remember who I was talking to, but they were like, it's fake of the D&D movie, and I was like... Oh, that was me. Yes. I was like, did you see... I can never remember the name of the guy from Bridgerton. Oh, uh, who was playing the paladin. He was so hot. He's... Oh my <gasps> god. Shut oh no, up. I don't think you and I were talking about this specifically, but no, there was that was post going else. around Tumblr that was like, please don't use the uh, grease spell for your fic. Yeah. That, um, that thing creates, like, ten feet of grease. This is not going to be helpful to you. And I was like, I mean, I'm sure that's somebody's thing, but, like, but not like, everybody's. For the most part, do not. Yeah. yeah. Um, people looked at Chris Pine and looked at um, Renee Page, What's whatever his, his last name is. I think um, that's, that's his last name. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Um, it is just... And we're okay. like... We're like... Because they had that kind of, like, Chris Pine was like, I don't like you. Yeah. Um... You're you're too much of a, ca- a fucking capital oh my LG God, lawful wrong. good paladin. Roger, oh, yeah, and, page. Sorry. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, my and, bad. And uh, he was like, "But I think you could be saved." And everyone was like, ah. "People pointed the two of them and went, what if they fucked?'" And I'm like, "You know, fair enough. Yeah, all right. I once again follow your fucking bliss. I don't care. Yeah, just, I don't think I want to read fic of this movie, but just like no, understand that, that, that is not how do. the grease spell works." <laughs> Yeah. There's okay. No. I'm I, I'm telling the story. I don't even care. So the thing about Greece is that if you, many many spells in D and D, if you up if you use a higher level spell slot, they like become more powerful. This right. is not the case for the Greece spell. Tragically, I was I played in a game. Oh for a no, while. thirty was, feet of Greece. No, no. This was um the like wildest shit. Like just like the weirdest DM I ever had. This guy I used to know when I used to play at the like local game store. He was famous for just being, like, very much, like, balls-to-the-wall rule of cool. Like, I don't care about the rules. Whatever I think is funny is what happens in this. He's playing this character. And it's like, he's like, no, no. Ninth level Grease spell. And he goes, he's like, I cast Grease at ninth level. Set it up myself. Oops, I failed the deck save. And he's like, it's like, it's like the whole center of the city is covered in Grease everywhere it's just it's <laughs> like you, you, it brings it brings the uh, the entire activity of this town to a standstill because everything <laughs> is covered in grease 
Um, yeah, anyway, and so anytime people make Grease spell jokes, all I can think of is ninth level Grease covering, like, multiple Greece city blocks. Yeah. <laughs> I love D&D. What a stupid game. I, yeah, that, that movie fuck had wizards, the effect of but... me being like, yeah, I mean, fuck Wizards of the Coast, but I was like, yeah, I, I had a great time, and I thought, man, I want to go home and play D&D with my friends. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> we went with, uh... Not every member of Robots of the Week group, but quite a few, and then yeah. uh, a couple people who who were who were just like friends or whatever, uh, yeah. friends or boyfriends of the group, uh, which means and the other the only other people in there because we went at like eleven a.m. We went for one. I'm of the, so sorry to these people. There were two people <laughs> sitting several rows in front of us, and then our like six or seven person group in the back who clearly. One, we're all friends, and two, many of us played tabletop together, and yeah. we're, like, loud and laughing a lot, and I, like, yeah. kind of felt bad for them. No. I, uh... They left pretty quick once the yeah, movie was over. You know, they were done. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but, like, sometimes that's just how it is. Sometimes you have to be the annoying people in the movie theater. I, I think that I think that I've been the annoying person in the movie theater before, and I'll do it again. This is to pay for, like, all the times I've had to listen to people being annoying in the movie theaters. Sometimes yeah. that gets to be me. It's true. Um, uh, I had such and a then, good time. Yeah, it was, I really had fun. Also, I gotta say, this was, I had, uh, it's been a hit. Um, we went to an open, open caption screening. Um, yes. Which, which was, was great. <laughs> yeah. I loved that. Yeah, I like I I do well with not open caption screening. Oh, yeah. We had to go pretty early because I had something later in the day, and so we had to go. And this was the earliest showing, so like that was what we had to do. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of nice. I like didn't even think about it till we got out, and I was like, oh right, there were subtitles, and that's weird yeah. for like a big movie. Yeah, interesting. It's just because I watch everything with subtitles on. Yeah, or most things anyway. Or, yeah. Um. Uh, I was, do stand cool. by it was my. Nice. I do stand by my joke of uh, when they played a trailer for one of those weird like proselytizing movies that they keep putting out now. Um, that was something about like I don't even know what the fuck was going on, but I got enough of it to be like, ah, oh, this is a like Jesus saves or whatever the fuck movie. Um, yeah. as I'm like walking to get like popcorn or whatever, and I just I'm like really. In front of my satanic panic movie, <laughs> yeah, and that did make the the other pair laugh. I stand, I, yeah, I was like, all right, that that was my apology for what's gonna happen with for us what's about to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cause, sorry. Cause, like, I'm sure they, as soon as we walked in, I'm sure they knew what they were getting into. Yeah, there were several rows in front of us too, so it's not yeah. like they had to listen to we us. We weren't like, like super laugh, loud. Really. No, no. I feel a little bad, but I don't feel, like, awful. I don't think it was, like, the worst. I've put up um, with way worse shit in movie yes. theaters. Yes. Um, um, as long as your phones are away, I... But, you know, yeah, alright. That's that's pretty much, yeah. As long as, as, long as you're not, like, impeding my ability to fucking see or hear what's going on on the screen, like, I'll just ignore you. Yeah. Yeah. It bothers me when people, like, mutter during, like, live theater, because I'm like, what are you saying? Especially when yes. I, like, know the people who are there. I'm like, what are you saying about my friend? You know, and they're just, like, asking, like, can you pass me an Altoid? You know, but I'm like, what are you saying right now? Yeah. So I have, I'm a terrible, terrible person. I also feel like commenting during theater is is weirder. I generally don't do that if I people, can avoid people, like, Whereas, like, commenting during a movie is, like, yeah, more typical. It's more It's more normalized because people are so used to watching them at home. 
Yeah. Um, I'm not saying like I condone it always, but in certain situations, yes. But like, it depends yeah, on what you're doing. Yeah, it depends on what, what you're saying. doing and what volume you're doing it at and how frequently yeah. you're doing it at, and you know. But and also yeah, like the vibe in the theater because sometimes like yeah, I went to see a bunch of like older movies in a theater recently, and that's a situation where like everybody is in that together and like enjoying that experience together. Or like when you go see like Star Wars, like a new Star Wars movie that tends to have more of a like we're all in this like watching new like big cultural phenomena movie together. Mm. Um Yeah. Or when we went to go see Knives Out. <laughs> uh everybody's fun. yeah, like when everybody's really feeling it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um it's uh, a read the room thing sometimes. Yeah, like, uh, Leia and I went to go see Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness in theaters. That's one of the things we saw. We saw, like, a double feature of that. Um, That's fun. And that was definitely one of the things where, like, everybody was in that together. Like, that was a, like, uh, when Ash puts on his, like, chainsaw hand and says groovy, everybody started cheering and clapping. Yeah. (laughs) Like, that's just kind of what it was. Hmm? That was at the Hollywood? No, it was at uh, Cinemagic. Oh, Cinemagic. Okay, cool. Yeah, they did, like, all the Evil Dead movies, um, like, over the span of, like, a long weekend or something. They showed them all several times. Right. Um, including the the newest one, I think, which I am not gonna Mm. see. Thank you, though. Um. Yeah. Yeah, uh, let's see. Labyrinth, Jesus Christ Superstar, and then Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness, which... I love the original Evil Dead. I liked Evil Dead 2 a lot. I thought it was really fun. I thought Army of Darkness was, like, fine. I, there were a lot of jokes in there that did not age very well. And also I thought that they were trying too hard to be funny. Like there were a lot of one-liners that were like pretty aggressively like I'm trying to do a one-liner. And I was like, Bruce Campbell, you are doing your best, my man. I love you. Um, whatever you say, I'll go with you. I think that unfortunately this the script is not here for you. <laughs> Uh, it just, I don't know. I had a friend in college who really, really liked that movie, and watching it, I was like, this is very much an 18-year-old's favorite movie. <laughs> I would watch Evil Dead 2 again, for sure. I'm like, I don't need to really see Army of Darkness again, I think. I think I'm alright. I don't know um, anything about the Evil Dead movies. They're do evil. you want to? <laughs> I mean, sure. You don't need to see them, but I'll we'll talk about it. I don't I need to say, go would, into, like, let's talk about Evil Dead. I would I would um, love to listen to you explain the Evil Dead movies to me. It's yeah, very I, just they're, genuinely yeah. zombie movies are not super my thing. They're not. But, it's not really a zombie okay. movie, though. I, I mean, Army of Darkness is. Army of, Army of Darkness, Darkness is. is. But yeah, once again, I don't think you need to see Army of Darkness. I wasn't planning on Evil it. Evil Dead, would you categorize that as a demonic possession Oh, are there not zombies? No. No. Just an just army of darkness. Oh, uh, I thought that the yeah. Evil Dead was zombie. Okay, like I said, no. I know absolutely dick all about the Evil Dead movies. Okay. Yeah, so I would say they're more of a demonic I possession suppose, thing. Yeah, um, yeah. And I think that, like, the originals uh, have aged enough that, like, they're a little bit more, like, corny than fully scary, but they're cool. gory. There is corn syrup blood. Everywhere. This the, or Evil Dead One was originally rated like X uh, or like NC seventeen yeah. or something, because um, it's just like so much. Um, and the the like history of Evil Dead I think is really interesting in terms of like the making of the first one, 
uh, which was made by, uh, like, anyway, it, it, the making is interesting. And Evil Dead 2 is, is more of, like, clearly a parody of the first one, whereas, like, Evil Dead 1, it takes itself pretty seriously, even if it's, like, kind of goofy. Evil Dead 2 is like, great, I'm gonna remake the first movie and make fun of myself. Um, Delightful. Given by the fact that protagonist at one point chops off his own hand and then uh, attaches a chainsaw to it. And then says, (laughs) uh, groovy afterwards, and then gets a sawed-off shotgun and goes ape shit. Like, it's it's, it's, like... Sam Raimi made that when he was, like, what, 23 years old or something stupid? And then he was, like, and with, like, a horrendous filming schedule and with no money. And yeah, it was over the span it. of, like, not very much. They had, like, what is it, like, 300k or something? Like, not that much. Yeah, like, about, like, <laughs> like, like an insanely small amount and made so much fucking money out of it that it's yes. just, like, okay... They kickstarted uh, his years. career and Bruce Campbell and I forget the name of the producer, but the three of them, like, that was the, yeah. really the beginning of and, their careers. Uh, and Joel Cohen, I think, working on that movie, too. He did, like, um, an editing job on that movie as well, so he yeah. was working. And then he's like, I have all this money now. I'm going to remake my this movie that made, made me so much money um, and make more money. But, like, stupider. That. Yeah, it's stupider. <laughs> and it was really fun. And, like, I had a really fun time. And then they made the third one. I was like, whatever uh, and then they made the newer ones anyway um and also like i think we're seeing those movies in the theater i just think they're like seeing a, a gory weird movie like that on a big screen is fun um uh and then also later it did a double feature of the fugitive and twister which you think uh what but this is a classic maddie monday double feature where it's two movies that make no sense together um I've never seen The Fugitive. Hey, that movie's pretty good, huh? I love The Fugitive. <laughs> I've only ever seen The Fugitive cut up for television, and I want to sit down and watch it so bad. Yeah, absolutely. It's really good. Um, I will watch it again with you. I also very much like Twister, but I said this in my first review of Twister, that it's a horror movie for somebody who's never lived in a place where tornadoes happen. And I was telling my mom about this, and she was like, I mean, like, and I was explaining, like, I don't think earthquakes or or tsunamis are anywhere near that scary because you get more warning. And she was like, I mean, you don't get that much warning. And I'm like, sometimes for tornadoes, you get, like, five minutes to say that there's a a tornado headed to you right now. Yeah. Like, you get more warning now than they did in this original movie. That's part of the plot is they're trying to get more warning for these kinds of things. They have more now. So you can have, like, you get, like, there's a tornado in your general area, you should be in the basement, and that'll be, like, maybe, like, 20 minutes, half an hour, you know? Yeah, um, but... But if, if sometimes if there's a tornado tended to, like, immediately now, you get, like, nothing, and the biggest recorded tornado was, was two and a half miles wide. We looked this up, I was like, because in the movie, the, the big tornado is a mile wide, and I was like, <laughs> a mile?! And Johnny was looked it up and was like, the biggest recorded tornado was two and a half miles wide. I am That makes you want to barf. I'm like, never going back to the Midwest. Ever. No! <laughs> no! I refuse to be anywhere where there's a tornado. Because I'm like, with an earthquake, right? Like, yeah, that's shaking, that's scary. I've, like, lived through big earthquakes yeah. like that. Or tsunami into the ocean or whatever. But, like, none of those things throw you in the air. Yeah, no. Like, the, the thing with, like... Look, when when the when the Wanda Fuca like when the fault under the Puget Sound goes, um when the big one happens. When the big one happens, say. like everything west of I5 is going to be in the water. Yeah. Um and like we're not going to have time to worry about it. 
Uh, on the other hand, I did look up a geological um, map of the area, and um, the part of Bellingham that I live on is not on a liquefaction zone, so that's good. Yay. <laughs> yeah, and the other thing um, is, like, that's, there are there's, that's, like, the one. That's, like, yeah. the, they always talk about, like, the big one. Yeah, it's gonna um, happen, and then it's gonna be, like, you know, it's gonna it's gonna cause, like, unimaginable amounts of destruction, but it's gonna be, like, it's gonna happen, and then you're gonna have to fix it. Yeah, and that's gonna be it. It's just gonna it's be like, that one time. It's not like all the fucking all time. the fucking time. I have a bunch of coworkers that live in the Midwest, and they're always like, "Oh, another tornado warning! I guess I'll get into the basement." They keep working. They keep working. I would be I'm pissing like- myself. <laughs> I I really like Twister. I think it's very fun. It's part of an era of like '90s movies that are like. Hey, science is cool, and we have like cool I do, girl I sciences. Do love, I do love the science Scientists. is cool era. Like Jurassic Park, I think is in yeah. that. Like yeah. uh, Twister. Uh, someone, one of my friends was like Deep Blue Sea, and I was like Deep Blue Sea is garbage. But like, yes, I think it does kind of fall into that group of science is cool. Um, less seriously than maybe Twister or whatever. But like, yeah. I love that yeah. group of movies. I think it's fun, and all the the like cool blonde girl scientists are always hot. Um, that's that's very true. Yeah. Two and a half. I'm sorry. I'm stuck on two, two and a half miles. <laughs> miles. I can't think about that without um. I like. like I'm gonna. To that makes me want to throw up. <laughs> yeah. I I just want to die. Like I can't. Oh, my time. And every time someone in the Midwest is like, I mean, I don't think that that's scary. Like you guys have like earthquakes and like wildfires or whatever and i'm like i know when a wildfire is coming we had big yeah. wildfires in 2020 i knew like they're on the way here's where i have to go like yeah i was prepared for that you this can't is... prepare for a tornado in the same way no yeah but i know like, if you yeah. grow up somewhere and live like you just get used to it right same with her i also find hurricanes to be terrifying but you have more warning for hurricanes too her- yeah, her- hurricanes scare me less than tornadoes yeah we had there um, was one time there was like a tornado watch at in oberlin and i was like and you, when they say that the sky turns green dog it turns green yeah it, i it's, remember it's fucking green um in it would have been like 2011 or 2012 when the hurricanes got really far up north. Oh, is yeah. They also had a hurricane watch for, I was in Vermont at the time. Oh, shit. And that I was forgot the, about that. Yeah, that was also, I was, that was the first time I had experienced that. And I was like, wow, that's really scary. But it was still, once again, I was like, I, I can live with it. There's something about like the water and the ocean being involved that makes it less scary for me. Because I'm used to like tsunamis and rip currents and stuff. And like tons yeah. and tons of rain. Yeah. And just, I don't know. Also, like, the fa- the Midwest is very flat, and that, like, already puts me on edge. I don't like that. Where are the like mountains? Why can I just see straight <laughs> yeah. forever? I don't, I don't want it. Sky too like big. It. Genuinely, sky too big. <laughs> I also saw Wizard of Oz at a very formative age, as I think many people did, and I was like, that's just yeah. what tornadoes are like. That's what that's happens. That's what happens. You. you get picked up and you go to a whole other place. This is the experience of watching, of being inside a tornado, is that the house sometimes stays intact and But gets women, picked up. Yeah. Yeah. Fly by you on bicycles and get turned into wishes. Like, it picks up cows. Yeah. Yes. It can, it can pick up a cow. Yes. A cow is a lot bigger than I am. Yeah. 
My mom was like, yeah, one of the things they recommend for tornadoes is you get in the bathtub because bathtubs are heavy enough that it probably won't pick it up. And I'm like, yeah, but in a bathtub, there's nothing above you. What? <laughs> How are you going to hold on to a bathtub? Those are like, most apartment bathtubs are like porcelain. There's nothing to grab onto. It's just going to pick you up out of the bathtub, mom. She was not picking up what I was putting down when I was saying that I think tornadoes are really, really scary. Anyway, welcome, <laughs> welcome to the uh, Tornadoes Are Scary podcast. Three people oh. from the Pacific Northwest are like, ah, uh, tornadoes. Like, not um, for me. Not for yeah, me, no. thank you. Anywho, yeah. um, I watched Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure on 420 because that felt appropriate. Hey, nice. I love that movie. Good choice, good choice. Always fun. Um... I watched uh, Legally Blonde with my mom. I haven't seen that movie in so long. Very fun. Always enjoy it. Um, and then, but I find, like, I watched it and I was like, I kind of wish I was watching the musical right now. <laughs> um, there's a lot of things I love about Legally Blonde, the movie, but, like, the t- the musical spends more time on her romance uh, with, yeah, what's his bucket? I don't remember. His, and well it spends, like, I forgot that it spends no time on it in the movie and it just feels, like, a little abrupt. That's the one also, thing that I'm like. Hmm. Christian Borle is way more charming. Yeah. Um. The only the only downside of the musical is that they didn't get. I'm like Victor Garber, known Broadway performer. Victor Garber, you couldn't get him for the fucking law profession. Guys, come on. The role that He's he right played. There. <laughs> There's no justice in this world. So yeah. Anyway, I will. I will. I will carefully pack my crush on Victor Garber back into its velvet lined box. <laughs> Pass through TSA security and be like, sorry about this. It sets off all yeah. the alarms. It's just so um, hot. Yeah. Um, They're like, what is that? And I'm like, oh, you mean my circuit, my suitcase full of crushes on old men? Yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> no, you're concerned. Ask me no questions. You want me to, want me to unpack alive. all of this? How long do you have? You'll be all like the line. You can slip me through. <laughs> um, anyway, I need to watch the Legally Blood musical again. We watched Phantom, as previously discussed. I have never seen any production of Phantom, and that was really great. I really had a good time. I need to get, like, a copy of that. Yeah. Yes. I watched, uh, rewatched The Taking of Pelham 123 on a big screen. That I did see at the Hollywood. I love oh, that movie. Sick. It was in 35mm, which is, like, uh, mm, tasty. I love watching an older movie in its original form. I love how crunchy it looks. The Delicious. guy who's doing the intro was said something along the lines of like, "This is one of the new most New York movies ever made," and I'm like, "You are so right, my friend. This movie is so incredibly New York, and I love that. Um, so good. Apparently, they did a remake of that movie, and I'm like, "What's the point? Why would you?" I've heard it's pretty good. I think they really they really just remake anything. They will. This is true. Yeah, I, I hate know. capitalism. Uh. As stated, I watched Great Muppet Caper, um, and then TV-wise, I've seen some, but I keep I can't remember what it is. So like the stuff that I have watched, I've continued my TNG rewatch. Uh, I've started watching Clubbo again. Uh, I watched the first couple episodes of Mando season three, and I've not continued watching it. I've heard some mixed stuff about it. I'll finish it, but like some people have been like, it's not very good. And I'm like, Roro. I finally finished Book of Boba Fett, and I was like, yeah, this was mid. Um, and then I watched uh, a couple of episodes of Supernatural. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then games-wise, I replayed the RE4 remake and replayed Jedi Fallen Order because the new one's coming out tomorrow. 
But I because believe... I got it from GameStop, it's going to be coming, like, next week no, or whatever. I can't believe that I, uh, a person who knows absolutely fucking nothing about the Resident Evil movies, watched you play, like, 45 minutes of Resident Evil, and it was exactly the correct amount of Resident Evil 4 to get really emo about, um, the, your, your buddy. Yeah, Luis. <laughs> Justice for Luis. I love my boy, Lila Kennedy. I love RE4. So good. The remake was so good. And I love Luis. I'm so sad that he is dead. <laughs> I had a really good time watching you play that. Like, I don't really know anything about Resident Evil, but I like watching. I like, like, I like that you like Resident Evil. It's like my that's my game series in law. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have. I have played like that and Fire Emblem are my are yes. my game series in law. I want to play Fire Emblem though. Yeah, like I kind of want to. Do you have to have a, a switch to play Three Houses? That's the only series it is on, but I'm sure that there are... I'm like... Yeah. I might get you a have Switch to... someday, I don't know. We'll I just see. think the, sto- the story we'll of Three Houses sounds really good, so... Yes. God, there's so much... Sto- that is, like, the most story in any Fire Emblem game ever. My brother just got a Switch because he's been playing Pokemon with my nephew, and he was like, if I want to play Fire Emblem, should I play Three Houses or should I play the most recent one? I'm like, well, do you want more of the gameplay or more of the story? And he was like, what would you pick? And I'm like, I want more of the gameplay because I want to play anime chess. So I'd pick the most recent one. But if you want the story... There's three separate storylines, like, full-length storylines in that game. It's a lot of There's a lot of fucking story. Yeah, and uh, most of it, like, most of the game is just doing, like, the story stuff. And I want to play anime chess, so I like that game, but... Anyway, that's me. Whew! <sighs> Helena? Yeah, what's up? Take Let's fucking go, what do you got? Oh, boy. <laughs> Talk fast. Um... <laughs> Oh, I also realized I watched a few episodes of Succession. I'm I'm trying to make my way through. <laughs> yes. It triggers my second oh, and embarrassment so bad. So I it's love really hard both. for me to watch. I am never watching Succession. I know. I I'm, can't I'm look trying. At gifts of Succession sometimes. It's so funny to me because I don't experience that while watching this show, and I because I only experience that during like bad like stand up. And like interviews and stuff, so I, I don't I don't experience it in fictional and fictional stuff. Um, that and I don't experience so, it in all fictional stuff. But like it's okay. Like I will watch it for you. Don't worry. <laughs> Godspeed. I love yeah, that you. Yeah, I don't it. know. Yeah, I mean it's a good show. I can tell it's a good show, but like for some reason it I watched like three episodes in a row and I was it was that's it kind bugged. of a lot. It it's bugs me out of... for like two days. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, that's kind of a lot to watch in a row. It's not really a show that I feel that I can. Binge. Binge. By any yeah, I that might be two. like watch one at yeah. a time. Yeah, because even I tried doing that because because I so I've also segueing into mine. I have watched been watching the recent season of Succession. Thank you, Maddie. And um, there was this the really infamous episode a couple of weeks ago now that everyone was like, "What the fuck did they just do?" Um, and it was so good that I was like, oh, "I want to rewatch another episode." And then I tried, and I was like, "Wow, I can't. This is a lot to deal with right now." When I have like so many other things going on in my brain, so I I have learned that about myself is that I can kind of handle about one and a half episodes at a time. I do love it. I think it's great. I think that it's going to be really hard this uh, Emmy season for people to pick sides. I the Emmys drive me crazy because they pick like their favorite baby um, for drama and comedy, and then they never 
ever stray from their favorites until the show is over. However, I am grateful that they have picked one of my shows as their drama baby. So they, and they always nominate it for like 50 awards or something. And then, you know, um, but Kieran Culkin is, is killing it this season. So he's, you know, I'm hoping so good things. I also, uh, rewatched the entirety of Slings and Arrows with my parents. I've never seen Slings and Arrows actually. Someday. Well, I'm, now I own the complete series on DVD now because Helena I was... talking about Slings and Arrows reminded me how much I love Slings and Arrows. Yeah. It's of a, all time. It's a great show. It, that was the thing. I know we talked about this last episode, but like watching that while all, and then trying to watch not real shows, um, which is what I think of when I think of like most current streaming shows on like Netflix that are just not real. They're, they're not real television after watching a real show for adults and then trying to watch a show for babies. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> I was like, yeah. you can't do this. Um, it's so good. And, and like makes me cry. And then it made me like watching the third season made me want to go back and read King Lear, which I did, um, which I was doing while I was on the plane back to Portland. And I put the menu on uh, to watch as like a, to take a break from reading and watch a movie instead, and then uh, I didn't think the menu was that that great. So then I was try- I was kind of trying to get back to reading King Lear while I was also watching the menu because I was kind of like bored by the menu. So <laughs> sorry to the menu. Uh, thank you to King Lear for being very good. Um, I also I <laughs> continued my DS9 TNG rewatch, and then I watched Night of the Bur- I watched Night of the Burning Pestle twice. Live at the Red Bull Theater, the Lucille Lortel Theater in the West Village, because that is the show that Fiasco Theater is putting on right now that I recently uh, participated in the conservatory with. It was great. I saw The Invited Dress, uh, and that was really fun. And then I saw uh, last night, I went to go see their last preview, oh, cool. and it was amazing. Nice. nice. So I love seeing live theater. Um, yeah, agreed. I miss it. It feels so good. Um. And then movie-wise, I have we've talked about some of these already. I have watched Daughters of Darkness, which is a um, French vampire movie from the seventies that was part cool. of my decades project. Lesbian, okay, love um, that. Very, very moody, very French, very like you know, um, but good. I'm still thinking about it fondly. Um, I've been really taking to heart something that somebody said a while ago, where like I'll know how how I felt about a movie if I'm still thinking about it like days and weeks after I saw it. And so whenever I, th- mm-hmm. I think about Daughters of Darkness, I'm like, oh yeah, that was a movie. Um, mm-hmm. Positive, affectionate. Yeah. Um, I rewatched The Grand Budapest Hotel, which I hadn't seen since it came out. And I liked it much more now than I did when I saw it. It's when I saw it, I guess I was in a Wes Anderson burnout phase and I didn't like it. And now I'm like, it's great. Yeah, I have also um, not seen it since it came out, and I felt so, I was like, "This is all right," but I don't know if I personally like it. I think I should watch it again. I liked it a lot. Um, I would recommend it. It's just like it's just op firing on so many cylinders. Like all of his things that work best are just like full tilt in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ray Fiennes, I mean, it's just incredible. <sighs> yeah, um, I love him so much. Yeah, it's kind of a fucking crime that he didn't win best actor that year but we're not gonna talk about that um i i watched we're all going to the world's fair which is the new one of the new horror movies that people were talking about think 
It's not for me. Um, I don't. I heard it was very scary. I don't know what this is. Yeah, I didn't think it was that scary. I, I mean, I, I, okay. I can see it was more like unsettling, um, mm. for me, and it was slow. And I, and I definitely see like what it was trying to say. I think it was really interesting. It was just a little bit mm-hmm. not quite on my wavelength, but I think it's worth checking out if people are interested. Definitely. Okay. Um, uh, I also uh, watched Hit the Road, which is the um, oh God, I'm gonna forget because not it's not his father. I'm gonna confuse them. He's an Iranian filmmaker. They both released movies this year, father and son. So happy for them. Uh, yeah, Panah Panahi. Um, it's like a road trip, not comedy, but like road trip dramedy. Um, Iranian film that came out this year. Um, I watched that on Canopy. That was very enjoyable 101 dalmatians i was having a really bad couple of days and i rewatched 101 dalmatians a bug's life and the 1950s cinderella um i don't know what to say about that except i cried during a bug's life at one point and i was like this is not good <laughs> so i'm gonna just take stock of my mood here try to put it in my journal then i watched black sabbath which is a 1960s horror movie by mario bava which was good, like an anthology movie. Boris Karloff is there. Um, everybody is speaking English, but then dubbed in Italian and then subtitled in English. So it's kind of confusing. And then, oh yeah, and that's when I watched the entire Scream series in three days after that. Um, I watched the first two on one day and then three and four on another and then five and six I watched five the same day because we we all went to go. A bunch of us went to go see the sixth one in theater. So I was like, I'll watch the fifth one today and be very prepared for it. Um, and it was really good because I was the lore person for my friends who hadn't seen a lot of the movies. And I was like, explain to me, is there anything I need to know about what? And I was like, well. And then, we, but we were going to see it at the Alamo, so we walked in literally as they were doing a recap. And I was like, just watch the recap. We're doing the recap for you. Um, I love it. I'm very very happy that I did that. <laughs> Um, Scream 5 is my enemy, not because it's, like, terrible, but because... I just don't see the point. It's just, like, why are we doing this? Yeah. And I kind of, I kind of feel similarly about the sixth one, too. I'm just, like, I mean, more Scream movies for me, I'm very happy. That's no problem there. But, like, why are we doing it this way? And some of the, some of the commentary doesn't work as well as it it used to. Like, I feel like Scream 4 with the commentary on, like podcasters and video streamers was kind of like the peak so far of where we where we're at um now it's kind of like doesn't really know where to go i think so much except it it feels like klutzy in terms of like what they're trying to do it feels like it clumsy i guess is a better way to i don't know whatever yeah which happens when Wes Craven's no longer directing them, I suppose. R.I.P. But, you know. That's what you get. Um, anyway. They were they're, they're still um, doing Gale content in Scream 6, and I was like, I'm going to kill myself. Yeah. Um, uh, I hate Scream 5 what they did to my boy. I will never forgive them. Never recover both how it happened and that it happened, and it's just not necessary. It yeah. Very sad. Um, I watched Sisters, which is a Brian De Palma movie from the 70s, also a horror movie. I watched a lot of horror movies. It's mm-hmm. more of a thriller. 
than a horror than a horror movie really but um still very good very brian de palma um uh, i i watched scream again like like literally the same week that i saw it uh (laughs) i don't know we were watching movies and emily's like i want to watch scream and i was like she's like you just saw it is that okay and i was like absolutely let's put it on and so we did oh what was me um i tried watching the scary movies Scary Movie, Scary Movie 2, and Scary Movie 3 because I was going through withdrawals from having watched all the Scream movies in, in so short a span of time. And I was like, maybe I will like them now and find them funny. Listeners, I did not find them funny. And I, and I had to quit after all three of them. I, I quit after the first one about 25 minutes in when they got to their Dewey and Gale jokes. And I was like, actually, this is something that I'm not going to stand for. I've sat through a lot of transphobia and homophobia and racism and sexism and rape jokes already. I'm not going to stand for this one too. Let's just turn it off now. Let's go. Let's not, let's not worry about it. Fair and enough. then the second one I got about 10 minutes in because there's a very poorly aged joke that they, I don't think that they could have planned. I mean, it was already a bad joke already. But they made a certain casting decision uh, with it that I was just like, wow, they really maybe could not have foreseen how badly that that would play uh, 15 years later. So um, I turned that one off because I was going to wait. I was like, oh, this is bad that he's here. It's James Woods. Like, it's bad that Ah. he's here as um, as this priest. Let me just wait and see how far they go with this and I'll see if I can handle it. And then they took it too far and I was like, okay, I'm going to shut this off now. And then the third one was just boring and it was parodying signs. And I was like, I I just want to watch signs now. So that's, I watch signs. That's the moral of the story. Um, My mom and I watched Mrs. Harris goes to Paris (laughs) when we (laughs) came back to Portland. Jason Isaacs, you're the one. Um, I have not seen that movie yet. And you know what? I just realized that I'm hanging out with my mom this weekend, and I might be like, hey mom, this sounds like the kind of movie you and I should watch together so we don't embarrass my father. This is exactly <laughs> the thought process that I had. I was like, it's just the two of us right now, because my dad was working on something, and I was like, no, oh, I'm just like, Paris, look, to Paris. <laughs> not a girl, this does not stop me from having mother-daughter <laughs> dates. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, and it's just, like, charming. <laughs> That's why mom and I watched Legally Blonde. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you, you just gotta just watch it with days. your mom. Uh, to make up for it, my dad made my mom and I sit through Top Gun and Top Gun Maverick. What, like back to back? No, not back to back. Okay, he was, was and say, he was like, "You guys cool. don't have to watch Top Gun Maverick." And I was like, "No, I'm interested." I, I which I was kind of. Top Gun is okay. a silly yeah. movie, very silly movie. Top Gun Maverick, I think, is a slightly better made movie, but they're both you know politically abhorrent. So I'm they're just like, just, I like don't know. the whole point is like, don't you want to join the army? Yay. Come and join the army where you can be gay. Yeah. I, I was like, I would like to watch Val Kilmer shirtless playing volleyball. I would not like to join the United States Air Force. No. Like, I <laughs> they, I watched yeah. Top Gun originally years ago, and I had fun. Like, I was like, this yeah, movie is just... like, bleh. I had fun. Um, I have no interest in watching Top Gun Maverick. I, there are several people in my life who, like, I loved Top Gun Maverick. And I'm like, you yeah, could I mean, not... It's pay me to go see Top Gun Maverick. I just don't want to see it. Like, you could pay me, yeah. but you would have to pay me a lot of money. Yeah. Fair. It's, I it mean, you know. Fr- <laughs> it was free on Amazon Prime, so we were like, that's well, right. it. It was, I mean, it was, it was, you know, high-octane high thrills. I get it. It was enjoyable. But, like, it's, 
you know. It's very day, existence like, offends me, so. Uh, I'm not sure about this. Like, I I love Band of Brothers, a miniseries which is, like, unbelievable amounts of American military propaganda. Same. But, like, Top Gun Maverick? Really? I don't know, dog. It's I don't not know. that anyway. bad of a movie. Like, I mean, movie But that's wise, not the I will, point. I will it's... say, yeah, it's not that bad of a movie. I, I mean, a lot of people are just, like, they're not that, they're not as interested in that stuff. I mean, this the subtextual stuff to it, which is, like... That, I mean, it just like, needs to be I know like a high octane fun thrills. That's fine. That's why I watched John yeah. Wick. Yeah, that, but John Wick slaps. Them. So whatever. yeah, I know John Wick slaps. Top gun, yeah. not top gum. Totally just typed top gum. Top gum. <laughs> Trying top, to look up top this movie fifteen on gums. Anyway, um, that was a thing that I watched with my family, and I was like, right, okay, well, it was an experience. We did. We do what we have to do for our family. Yep, yeah, that's love. Anywho. Um. And uh, Heat. I made my parents rewatch Heat. Yeah, I, I, I bought a bunch of DVDs when I was in Portland. I bought like twenty DVDs when I was in Portland because <laughs> we went. I went to Everyday Music and I went to Movie Madness and I went to Music Millennium. Uh, so I bought Heat on Blu-ray. <laughs> so you and watched Heat for the first time, didn't you? I had never seen Heat before. Yeah, I, I think I forgot to log it on Letterbox. Yeah, that was one Dude. of the staple movie nights we did. D- right, dude. What a film. I need to watch it again. I don't know what I was expecting, but it was not that. Yeah. And, like, I will admit, sometimes that's a lot of movie for me to watch specifically laying on my bed. Um, just because mm. it's, like, physically uncomfortable and that was starting to get to me at a few points. The last, like, the ending sequence of that movie. Yo. I got, like, choked up rewatching it. I was I like... like the part where he like, comes out and he sees her and they like they like he sees she sees him in the car and just like wa- watches him walk away and it's like I'm just like <sighs> on a shallow note I stand by my assertion that um once when human civilization has become so much dust in the wind I want one of the few things left to represent us be the uh, Al Pacino great ass gif <laughs> <laughs> agreed. Anyway, he did um, that for I, us. He did that for us. Um, I, 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 to Hank Azaria, I also would be visibly frightened if I saw a man wide make his yeah. eyes that wide. <laughs> <laughs> the story is that Hank Azaria did not know that he was going to do that. Had absolutely no preparation. He was like, "Yeah, I was genuinely terrified. I was like, this man's going to." Kill yeah, me. I get it. Yeah, I get like, it. He's, he's gonna, he's gonna kill me, like by just exploding. Like, yeah. not with a weapon or anything, just he himself is going to going blow to explode up and take, and take with me him. with him. Well, also, because you can Jinx. see him start to say something else, and then he says, yeah. some, and then he says huge ass, great ass. Great ass. And then you're like, yeah. and, and I, as Hank Azari in that situation, I would be like, what is happening with my co-star? What is that? I mean, I watch like, that movie and I'm like, what is happening right now? Are you okay? And then it just becomes iconic. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Such is life. He fucking slapped. Heat's really good. So good. Movie yeah, that everyone says is good turned out to be good. I, I had a similar experience watching Heat, where good. I was like, "This movie, I can start this movie at 8 p.m. while I'm also filling out this audition form, oh, and Lordy come Lord. back intermittently to it." And then and it's then like three sudden, hours or whatever. Like Twelve in the morning, and I was like, "Oh, there's 40 minutes left. Oh well, <laughs> guess <laughs> we'll have to finish it." Uh, and I did. 
Um, and then I hung out with Jamie and we, we uh, rewatched Josie and the Pussycats, which was excellent. That's one I haven't seen in a while. That's one that we should all watch all the time, Agreed. every day. Um, the songs <laughs> in that one laugh so hard i'm sorry if they wanted their yep. parody to hit hit harder they should have made the song slap less maybe but that's okay i'm yeah. not i'm not angry i'm not mad um, about it oh no, no shit social network hmm? what's he oh i looked up uh filming locations for uh top gun maverick and um they looks like they filmed some of it uh at the naval air station on woodby island which oh. is in the the sailor sea anyway oh okay yeah near you. neat yeah i had a, i had a for the listeners i just pointed west <laughs> uh i had a, i had an earl carpenter moment a couple of those while watching josie and the pussycats because i was able to identify two random actors they filmed it in canada of course of course they did and yeah. i was like these two guys who were on for two split seconds of screen time, one of whom was uh, Emmy Rossum's boyfriend in the first season or so of Shameless. And I was like, oh, it's that guy from Shameless. Because we'd just been talking about Shameless. <laughs> and and Jamie was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And it's like, yeah, this is like one of his first film roles, apparently. And then uh, a scene with a shop owner. And I was like, who is that guy? That's, uh, that's Allison's dad from Teen Wolf. The shop <laughs> owner. <in this laughs> random scene. Loved it. <laughs> Love to have three IMDb friends in a room. Um, no problem. I'm just saying, just Helena, uh, no shade on you, but me really recognizing Earl Carpenter feels classier. <laughs> it does feel classier. And also, I would say, like, more embarrassing, because that's way more specific. Oh, no, that's completely <laughs> fair. <laughs> I mean, I have my moments. Don't worry. Neither of you like, should be embarrassed, let me be no. clear, but... yeah. It's um, a, I yeah, love, it's I a love, character actor thing. It's so great when you put Helena and I in a room together. It's terrible. Because it's just like, yeah, we're every five seconds like, hey, isn't that the person from... <laughs> I recognized Anton Lesser on Andor from hearing his voice. Yeah. I don't know. He has a distinctive voice, though. He had a distinctive voice. I feel voice. like I could to do us. <laughs> to, to us. <laughs> <laughs> Me cooking, listening to Andor. Oh, that sounds like Anton Lesser. <laughs> This is like how uh, <laughs> growing up, I would, uh, my dad would like be flipping channels or whatever, go run across Lord of the Rings, and from my bedroom upstairs, I would hear the soundtrack and come running downstairs, and he'd be like, "You heard?" I, 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 he would be like, "Huh?" And I was like, "Oh, I didn't realize two towers." I was like, "Yeah, I heard two towers," and he's like, "So not just you heard?" <laughs> I'm like, "Yes, Dad, I do know what I heard that soundtrack. And what I know what's playing on the screen right now. And I know, like, I know what part of like which this? movie this is." Please, um, um, I'm like, you're the one who bought me the Hobbit on tape at six years old. You, like, why are you like this, Dad? That's you. your fault. <laughs> it's a curse. Um, anyway, the one I'm happy to have. Uh, obviously, we watched niche ass knowledge. <laughs> the Evil Dead and Return of the Evil Dead, um, which was a great double feature, actually. Um, Return of the Living Dead. Yeah, Return of the Living Dead and Evil Dead. Um, and Star Trek First Contact for First Contact Day, because that well, it was First Contact Eve, because my flight was on First Contact Day. And I was like, you know, it'd be a perfect movie to watch yeah, my last night. Pass- Star Trek Passover First cooking was on First Contact Day, so I didn't get to watch it on First Contact Day, and I was like, alas. I want to watch First Contact. <laughs> You can always do it. I mean, it doesn't have to be regimented, which is nice, but it's nice if it lines up. 
Um, yeah. That was one of those yeah, movies... We are, uh... 40 years out from First Contact, and also 30-something years out from World War Three. so bummer. Get ready, guys. <laughs> oh. um, yeah, my dad was like, oh, Helena, that could be, like, you can live in that future someday. Like, he could be alive to see that. And Riker's like, 30 million, like, how many millions of people died during that during World War Three? And dad was like, hmm, maybe not, though. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> dad. I'll pass. Um... And I was also asking him how, during that movie, I was like, well, how old was I when you let me watch this? Because there's some dark stuff in that movie. There's some freaky Borg stuff. And I don't I know. I've never seen all that of movie the Borg stuff. Very young. And he was like, when did this come out? I was like, it like came out in 96. And I was like, so how old were you? And I was like, I was like four. I was like, yeah, so I guess you were four. <laughs> Okay, cool. Love to have a nerdy dad uh, who lets us watch all kinds of crazy shit, like, when we're babies. Like, my mom is like, I still can't believe I let your dad take you to see Phantom Menace in theaters. <laughs> I, that one's like, cause like, you're, like, I saw uh, Phantom Menace in theaters, and like, you're, substa- you're like, not like substantially, but you're two, like enough younger years. than me that that's like. Phantom Menace is 99, mm-hmm. so I was six. Yeah. You were six. Yeah, because I was eight. Yeah. That's not yeah, I was talking about that all I remember I mean, is Darth Maul maybe I have the podcast different... races. The, the, po- the podcast races, Maddie? <laughs> I'm doing my best. <laughs> hey, the podcast. What? <laughs> what? I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, too. Um, the pod racing. <laughs> uh, Phantom Menace. Didn't see that in theaters. Um, womp womp. But I did see First Contact when I was four, and there is, of course, that that baby video that we've talked about many times of me naming all the characters when I was in the bathtub. Um, Fucking cute. I also remembered a memory. How's the sentence? I remembered a memory the other day. Um, I was thinking because the soundtrack to First Contact is extremely good, and the end theme to Picard, like the end credits theme to Picard, the Bastards, is the First Contact theme. Um, because they just know how to get them. Yeah, because they're not Um, afraid to take the cheap shots, and it works. Yeah. And I remember as a kid, so I was in the first house that we had, so I must have been, I was younger than, I was like, younger than seven, seven or below, something like that. And we had a piano in that house that I used to hide under for scary stuff. Um, We had a piano bench, and we had the soundtrack to Star Trek First Contact on CD, and I used to play the end credits, the main credits theme, which is like, the end credits is the start, the first contact theme plus the Next Generation theme song. And I used to stand on my on the bench and pretend that I was conducting it. So that was my childhood experience of that. Um, and I... there we are. <laughs> Dory you. No different. That sure no different. is you, isn't it? Sure, sure is me. Yep. Um, n- nothing at all has changed because... I was no. doing the exact same thing with the Phantom of the Opera Overture in my apartment the other day, I'll have you know. <laughs> you have mentioned... I was doing uh, that with something that. the other day, too. I don't remember what, but... There's just some music that begs it. And the Phantom of the Opera yeah. Overture is just, like... <sighs> yeah. It's just somewhat so good. It's truly amazing. Um, it's David, for my David Lynch... Uh, movie <sighs> Collection Month at the, on the Criterion Channel, so I watched mm-hmm. Lost Highway... I watched Dune, and I watched Dune. I want to see Dune really uh, bad. 
Dune is fucking interesting. Let I just, just say it that is much. an ex- it is a capital E experience that I need to have. Yep, Patrick Stewart, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Tom Laughlin that looks with, a, with several a different pug, cast members from Twin Peaks. Yeah, he has a, yeah a lot of people from Twin Peaks. So I was like, ah, oh, it's that guy from Twin Peaks. Um, and I mean, oh, of course, I watch some Twin Peaks. Do we need to keep watching that? Yes, agreed. Yeah, uh, what's his name? Ed from Twin Peaks is in it. Um, and a few other like a few other standbys like Dean Stockwell is in it, who was in the you know quite a lot of David Lynch movies and um, you know other folks there and about like randomly. Um, like the guy from Das Boot, Das Boot isn't it? And I was like, wow, it's he's he's playing um, what's his bucket? Like, what's Paul's name? Paul's dad's name? I do not remember. It's been Just a really long trainees. time since I've read Dune. Yeah, um, I still can't get over that his name is Paul, but whatever. <laughs> um, Dune. Yeah, I mean, it was interesting. It's definitely it's an artifact of its era, um, and. I feel like there was some executive meddling going on for sure because I was like I just like don't feel like David Lynch, the director, would have made those choices voluntarily. But um there's an insane amount of voiceover for one thing. I'm just like that's just doesn't seem like a decision that he would have made. Um But yeah, it's definitely a movie that exists. And I don't think that it's as bad as people like try to make it out to be. Um it's definitely less of a movie, like a real movie in some ways than the new Dune is, but also in some mm-hmm. ways it's more of a movie than the new Dune is, if you know what I mean. Which, if you don't know what I mean, that's totally fine because that doesn't make any sense. What I, I haven't said. seen either of them, so I wouldn't know. I have no context. I did see the new one and it, it, it was fine, but it didn't evoke any kind of strong response in me like at all um and i think i would prefer the mess in this case yeah i mean i didn't feel any really strong emotions oh no no not even not emotions necessarily i mean just like i kind of just was like okay like like from a like it, it, it didn't what's the word i'm looking for like i didn't have I didn't feel strongly about it, like, from an aesthetic pleasure mm. sense or, like, a. I thought some parts of it were cool. I thought some of the performances were quite good. I thought the night shooting sucked shit. Um, Awful. And I just kind of was like, okay. Like, it just, it's like, I was like, mm-hmm. alright, I saw the Dune movie. Yeah. And, which is like, it's Dune. Of all, like, it should at least make me go, ha, that was wacko. Yeah, of all the things to be <laughs> yeah. like, okay, whatever about Dune is not something you want to be no. okay, whatever about. That really says Because, like, I don't even really like the book that much. Like, it's fun. I don't, I don't, I don't literally like remember Dune anything very about much. Dune. Like, I'm not enthusiastic about Dune. But I mostly, I just, I don't know. I think I'm going to have more fun watching the David Lynch one. Definitely. And there will at least be, like, an experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of guys were just like, uh, at least for me, that was the experience. I was like, uh, it's that guy. Like Sting. Besides, I would, I would <laughs> in literally any circumstance prefer to look at Kyle McLaughlin than, than, um, Timothy, you know, what's his fuck. Yeah. yeah. He, he, that is one thing I was like, this is just better casting. 
Like, I no just, matter just, what, and that's, I, and that's like not even a, I recognize is. that Timothy Chalamet is like a very skilled performer, and I just hate his face for no particular reason. No, so, but it's also like I, I just, don't find him personally compelling, but that's not necessarily his fault. I don't no. think he works as well as the, in the role as Kyle McLaughlin did in that role. Kyle McLaughlin, um, that makes sense. Yeah, I keep Fair. Sure his name. Um, and also he's just is like serving in that film too. So it's like constantly. And I, in a way, I just really felt like I just really felt like the Villeneuve one just wasn't weird enough. Agree. That's yeah. that was my main takeaway. Was like, okay, should have been weirder. Mm-hmm. Like the Harkonnen well, should have been grosser. You'll definitely get They're that. Very boring. Yeah, yeah. You'll definitely get that in the uh, in the in the original. On the other hand, the thing that I do have to say about the the Villeneuve one is that um uh he also uh loves brutalist architecture, so we are handshake meme about that. Yes. Damn, that man <laughs> loves brutalist architecture, and you can tell the camera loves the brutalist art. And like, I was like, I walked away out of that movie, and I went, God, I love brutalist architecture. <laughs> <laughs> Look. <laughs> Uh, I am what I am. Okay, <laughs> it's okay. I, I, you have nothing to be forgiven for, and so I won't forgive you because you don't need to be forgiven. Um, oh, I watched Police Story, uh, a cab, but that movie rules. Uh, what? Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan. Oh, um, fuck yeah! Okay. I mean, sometimes like a cab, but you gotta you watch something that has cops, and you're like, this kind of kicks ass. That's how I feel about Dread. Yeah, yeah really same. Good. Hard same. There's a lot of really cool stunts in it, and it's really funny. Like, I forgot that Police Story was, like, a comedy, kind of, mm-hmm. but, like, and it, so I was like, oh, this is really funny. This is, like, a better Law & Order episode than, like, every single episode of Law & Order, um, because they also have, like, the court scenes, which is incredible. Um, no, I really enjoyed it. I saw showing up, finally, I was, like, waiting for the right day to, like, go to the movie theater to see it, because that was my number one priority for seeing a movie in theaters. Uh, and showing up is a new Kelly Reichardt movie, um, with Michelle Williams and, um, they filmed in Portland. Um, oh, I haven't about, heard anything and, about this. Yeah. I mean, it came out kind of like quiet festival release last year. And then it's just kind of got a little, you know, indie movie release right now. So I saw it at BAM. Um, and this is about an artist, a visual artist who is working their, her, her day job and is trying to make art and keeps getting like facing all of these setbacks and struggling with like family shit. And so it's just, and it's kind of a, it's a slow start, like kind of quiet movie, but I like, I, I, I really loved Kelly Reichardt's last film, First Cow, as we all know. And it's on my I wall. I really want to see, I really yeah, want to see First Cow. So like, I was like anything at that point and that she makes, I'm like, I'm down for, um, and it has that same kind of like slowly getting into your skin feeling that First Cow had for me. Um, and it was just lovely to like watch a movie that was filmed in Portland that like didn't it wasn't like calling attention to itself, but it still felt like very homey watching yeah. it. I was like, Oh yeah, that's the This is home. That's, that's that's Portland. And like people were coming out afterwards being like, God, I wonder where she filmed that and I was like, It was Portland. She filmed it in Portland. <laughs> like I was like the representative the location scout for this movie. Hi. See it. I mean like oh, yeah. she filmed it in Portland actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Because, like, it just looked so lovely and the light, the light that she captured in it looked so special and amazing. So, yeah, I recommend seeing it. Um, nice. Love that. I saw a fan of the opera, obviously. Hadley Frazier. Hello. Um, just, you know, 
know that you are amazing. <laughs> the sentence could have gone so good, like so thirty good. different ways. I'm really yeah. proud of the restraint that you just displayed. Thank you, thank you. I was, I, I, yeah, I had about. There are a few different endings to that sentence. Thinking about him, thinking about the way that he rolls up his sleeve during the down once more sequence when he's just mm. like, put up your hand, level mm. your eyes. He's like, that's okay. I'm too busy serving cut right now. Looking so at I'm his fucking forearms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not not going to do that. Uh, whoops. Guess that's going to like, I'm not just going to forget all about it. It's like, uh, I feel like my, we yeah, also like, need a special shout eyes. out yeah, for absolutely. that one glimpse of Remy's uh, fucking tattoo on his that wrist. That also drove me like, crazy. I'm yeah. going to pass out. I was looking <laughs> away and I didn't see like, it. And I'm like, fuck, damn it. He like reached out and is a cl- the camera was a close up of his tattoo, which that? obviously, that's kind of what I like about pro shots is that like normally, right, you wouldn't be able to yeah. s- have to see that. But this when you see that, you see Hadley's eyeliner. Filmed exceptionally well. Really well yeah. done. Very like, well done. It is the the quality of camera work on pro shots has gotten better recently, but has always been extremely variable. Yes. And like I would I would rather see like a fixed camera pro shot than a badly shot one. This yes. one is fucking really well dope. shot and edited and put <laughs> yeah. together. It's like yeah. very thoughtful. I was really appreciative of that. I like want to watch it again right now. I yeah. know me too. <laughs> I know. I'm like I need to get a DVD of this. Yeah, I, I need to buy it digitally or something. Before we um, re- were recording, I was watching a behind-the-scenes supercut of uh, of Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> wonderful. Live. I'm gonna have to um, see if I can find the uh, the legendary website that just collects um, fan- uh, Phantom uh, goofs. Yes. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know I if that like that there I don't was know if a, that's still around, but um, I was reading that there was a technical thing that happens in that happened in that performance during towards the end of the last song um, and Sierra Bajas covered it by singing All I, the All I Ask of You reprise, reprise sooner or at some different point when it wasn't meant to be sung. Oh, I'm not sure when this was. I did not notice it. Huh. Um, That's cool. But it was like they didn't have a, I was like watching this behind the scenes and like they did not have a lot of rehearsal time. Huge cast for this huge, huge cast. production that yeah. was happening. 130 people just in the cast. Um, Absurd. And that's not counting the entire crew, which is, so that's so many people. Does that include the had, orchestra? That does not, that does not include the orchestra. 130 people just in the cast. The cast. Could, Fuck me, right? Like, God. God. You know, I mean, and, and you believe it when you see, like, that masquerade number, but, like. Yeah. Or even the beginning had, with like, the dancers. Like, yeah. Sierra was like, yeah, yeah huge just, dance like, cast. we're just starting. We have, like, two weeks of rehearsal and we open. I was like, you have, I'm sorry, what? You have two what? weeks? And I and I think I must have misheard her wrong. I was like, where are we in this process right now? Like, you have to have to be kidding me. But I wouldn't be surprised. Because it was a one-off thing, I'm pretty sure-ish. This one performance that they did, right? This, the, the Royal Albert Hall performance. I'm pretty sure is that was not... a one night only. I don't yeah. really know off the top. Like, Sierra Bajas has played Christine before uh, in, like, different places. Like, she's played it on Broadway before, but I think that particular performance, I don't know, something was, like, tell them that that was, like, they didn't have a lot of rehearsal time because they were just, like, pedaled the metal. So, so that moment when she was doing All I Ask of You reprise, that must be at the end. That's yeah. um, where uh, they're leaving. And right. she turns back to to uh, sing that to the Phantom, and then um, mm-hmm. Hadley comes down a... and 
picks up the next line, and she turns back to him and sings the the third one. Yeah, which is how it's it's typically sung. I'm trying to remember if she's the one who starts it. I I think Raoul is the one who starts the reprise in, in the original recording, and it's not always sung like she's singing it to the Phantom. That's something that is unique to that particular performance and and like a Which select is number like of performances. Gut wrenching. <laughs> oh, like the, the giving the back the wedding ring and like being there while he while he says I love you is insane and kills me dead. Um and singing that to her. Because like yeah typically she like goes off with Raul and they're singing the reprise in the distance as they're going Together. away. And the Phantom is yeah. just like so yeah. Yeah. um Anyway, so oh, it's Phantom. so hard not to just start singing, but I'm not going to. <laughs> Do you guys yeah. know about this little show called Phantom of the Opera? And Phantom of the Opera, this little, this little indie we show where you never heard of it. <laughs> about how Hadley sells Raoul, and there's so many productions that don't necessarily sell Raoul quite as like charming or lovely, or and he just is so like you, so you buy so deeply that he loves her and is like he's just trying his fucking best yeah. and like uh screaming so, dying <laughs> screaming dying throwing up he's so charming and so posh at the same time yeah like i crack up every single time at his like first spoken line to her he's like christine diet where is your red scarf like the way that he I know says like, it's just like so uh, posh and i'm just like so he doesn't try and play him as something that's like not um like, yeah, I mean, the Phantom calls him the slave of fashion. Like, he is. He's yeah. like a fucking, like, rich boy. He's but he's also a really sweet. You know what this product, what, what his his performance in this role reminds me of very specifically? Mm. Good takes on Christian from uh, fucking uh, Cyrano de Bergerac. Oh, yes, absolutely. Like, the, 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 like, the right way to play that role. Where it's yeah. like, yes. I am exactly, you know, that, yes, I am like that, and I deserve to be, if somebody is going to love me, they should love me for being like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and also he's just absolutely, unbelievably attractive. It's, it's... It's like, it's, I'm like, I, I don't know what to do with myself. God. It's really painful. He's so I'm beautiful, not really... and his voice is so beautiful. I mean, his that's obviously, like, a huge chunk of it. Um... He's got this stupid little vest on the whole time. I'm not used to being attracted to Raul. He's got that great long coat. Like, got the great coat. Um, like, I love Patrick Wilson very deeply. He's a very beautiful man. But, like, his haircut in Phantom of the Opera movie does not work for me. And I just can't do it. Sorry, King. No. Um, so that I'm not movie used is to not good. Not a good film. <laughs> it's not a good I want to watch it again, but, like... Just it's not for a good shits film, and gigs. But it did cast Simon Cowell and Karen Hines as the as Andre and Fremont. So Which, it does this is true. Have points in its favor that yes. way. Yes. Okay, the sword fight though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the seen bad that stuff is really in, bad. Like that... almost twenty years. Uh and then I watched just the sword fight, but all of the there's no sound. The, I shared that. The, yeah. It's Minecraft noises. It's just Minecraft noises. <laughs> and I was just like <laughs> And I'll share it again. I share it again. The sword fight happens in the graveyard. But like, when is when is that? Instead, instead of the fire, I think they get into a sword fight. So, so when she goes to the, she she, like goes to the graveyard and to like the phantom is there. um, 
What Seth after is... that's wishing you or some uh wishing you so, yes it's, and then yes. it's uh what is after the song that. that's after that why am i isn't, blanking isn't that the angel it's not a reprise of angel music yeah and Maybe. and and mm-hmm. Raul says that man is not your father christine and and she's yeah she comes back to it and normally he's... and phantom is like scares them off he does like a yeah. fire thing or whatever and instead they have a sword fight about it which I don't hate, right? That's an interesting concept. not the worst thing that's ever happened. But it's so dumb. It just, but it just kind of ruins. Yes, it, it the, ruins the moment, I think. I don't think it, it, yeah. I understand why they wanted to give it a go. I think for a movie having something close contact, that kind of makes sense. I still don't think it, it works very well. I think the best thing about it is that video where they replaced all the sounds with Minecraft sounds. <laughs> There's something about all three of them only being in a room together, really, into, at, until in, the very at end. At the end. That, yes. that I think loses its potency if you're trying to be like, hee hee, they have a yeah. sword fight. I mean, he's like yeah. there, right? In co- but it's yeah. not like, you know. But he's anyway, not close to them. Very particular dramaturgical feelings about this, apparently, that yes. I, I did not know I had, but um, that's... Yeah, and I think, apparently. I do say, I, I think I like the movie, and I don't know if they do this, and we have to wrap up, we've been recording for two hours, but I just have to say one more thing. I, I don't know if they do this <laughs> in other productions, but in the movie they have this point where Raul is, like, begging to see her, and he's behind a, a grate, and I feel like maybe you guys were talking about this, he's behind, he's like, like, a, a gate. A, a, yeah, and, a super and, great kind of... Yeah, and then the phantom lifts it up so he can go to Christine, and that's something that they don't have in this production. And I was kind of missing that. I did, but I don't know if they have that. It's like a moat, great. Yeah, it's it's this big, huge thing. There's nothing kind of a thing. Portcullis. Yeah, yeah, that's that's in this production. There's nothing technically keeping Raoul from just going to her. Like phantom is standing between them, but like he's, he's got the noose on. But in the, no, oh, no, this bef- is a different. This is oh, before. This is when he first that. comes yeah. down. No, this you're is, right. There's uh, not anything like, visibly Let me see her, and, and he Phantom's has, standing between them. But like he, he has Christine in a chokehold, ish. So Raúl thinks he's going. Raúl, quote unquote, thinks he's going to hurt her. He's not going. Yeah, it but does, like the, it, like I buy it. Like it does. It doesn't. Yeah, like I'm sure. not taken out of the moment, right? But there's something about the like something physically holding him back, and he's holding onto the grate, like screaming, like "Please, just let me see her." Yeah. That has Hadley a slightly different it. impact. But like, oh, yeah, he does. Couple, I mean, he's really things. good. There's a couple of <laughs> I buy it. things here and there where I'm like, like, yeah. I don't know. But like, like, I still think it's a great production. It's a great production, but like. It, Leia and I were saying this too during the show because we're fucking freaks. But like the part where the screens when they're all not the screens, but the part and in down once more that whole that whole sequence when ah. um all three of them are singing at once and uh Raúl has the is has the noose around his neck, so it's very difficult for actors playing Raúl sometimes to you know walk that figure out how am I going to sing that sing this music clearly. and also pretend like I'm choking. I'm death. choking. Yeah. Um, but there's a line with it where the Phantom and Raul come together on either way you choose, you cannot win. Um, that that whole thing, and it's just the, the musically when they do, when they do that, it's fucking incredible. And the original Broadway cast, if you listen to that, it's just like it, like it, it kills me. And it's just it was it's not quite. If I have to critique his performance just a tiny bit, Hadley doesn't quite hit it, and so you kind of miss it a tiny bit. Be, but like because he's so good at like pretending to be like strangled 
<laughs> um, like he's still singing, but the the duet of the two of the of Phantom and Raul coming together on that line doesn't quite hit as hard. I did miss it. Yeah, but that's okay. Like there's so many other things about that that work. So oh, that reminds me, I need to go post some photos of uh, my pe- my other favorite performance of this is Phantom of uh, fucking Anthony Warlow. Oh uh, yes, okay. Yeah. Anyway, I'll post some Anthony Warlow photos. Um, Thank you. Yeah, or well, not really photos, videos. Um, I am also going to post the one of him and Philip Kloss singing uh, "Lily's Eyes" from uh, "The Secret Garden." Oh, because kill me. The Secret Garden musical bangs. <laughs> yeah, that's a musical I'm not very familiar with, but there was an animated movie that I had on VHS when I was a kid that I loved. That was really, really good. I should try and find that. There's again. an absolutely exquisite moment in Campaign One of Critical Role where um there there's a song that's about writing letters in um in uh the Secret Garden, Secret Garden. and. Yeah, and like Talison like starts singing it, and everyone else looking at him, and Liam O'Brien is just like, looks like Christmas has showed up early. It's very cute. <laughs> you fucking <Me>. dweebs. <laughs> anyway, guys, people. Yeah. So that's what happens when um, yeah. we don't record for a while, and we watch a bunch of movies for like two months. Whoops. Oops. Sorry. Yeah. Look, shit happens. I all at once. To sometimes. Apologize. Yeah. We, you know, um, we used to do this all the time. Do you remember we used to, like, consistently do, like, two-hour episodes? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I do. Oops. Weird. Oops. We missed you. We missed each other more, but, you know, we missed yeah. you. <laughs> we missed each other more. Fuck y'all. Look. <laughs> no, I mean, there's a reason we record this podcast. It's because we like each other. You know, you know that part of the appeal of this podcast is the three of us love each other and also love to riff on each other. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Oh fuck the outro! It's me. Yeah, that's you. <laughs> you got it. Yes. Hell yeah! Thanks for hanging out with us here on Sneeple at the Movies from the Infinity Break Network. Check out InfinityBreak.net for more awesome content, and come hit us up on Twitter at people underscore snake, or shoot us an email at Sneeple at the Movies at gmail.com. Our amazing music was done by Johnny Ronaldo, who you can find at Johnny Ronaldo on Twitter. Our super snazzy logo was designed by Bethany Luthold. Check her out at bethanyluthold.wixsite.com. If you've got a subject you want to hear us talk about, a movie you think we absolutely need to see, or you want to yell about the upcoming um, Almodovar film Strange Way of Life, <laughs> come say hello. Also, if you can, please leave a review on iTunes and share the show with any friends who you think would enjoy it. Anyway, you can spread the news helps us so much, and we really appreciate it. As always, thanks for listening, and we'll see you at the movies.